Everyone's going to say Edgar has COVID. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you want to clear the air? Or let's, 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 clear the there's, well, there's a lot to clear up because uh, we want to, uh, obviously I want to go into the apology first, but uh, <clears throat> happy Monday, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, happy new year. Um, 2020 was one hell of a year. Uh, we had a total of, 50 plus episodes um talked about covid talked about the election talked about armenia um we want to thank all of our followers listeners viewers watchers everybody who made 2020 that much of a better year for the wise nuts than it was in 2019 and 2018 when we actually first began uh so happy new year to every single one of our listeners and watchers, except for Asatur. <laughs> okay? Asatur, if you're watching this, we're saying Happy New Year to everybody except for you, okay? Asatur or is it Asatur? How do you pronounce he, he it? He can call it whatever. He'll probably he'll probably call us out tomorrow after he watches the episode secretly. He'll call me a racist or something. Probably, yeah. yeah we're probably going to be racist for saying this. Um, everybody, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry, I'm going to turn this down just yeah. a little bit. There we go. Um we have a special guest with us tonight. Uh, I want to thank Artin Sukasian, attorney, uh, for joining us. We're going to be talking about uh, multiple topics regarding Armenia. Uh, we might even jump into what you specialize in, which is workers' comp law, right? Yes. Yeah, we might we might jump into that. You never yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, obviously, a lot has happened in Armenia uh, for the past couple of months, and uh, we can kind of 
go back a little bit as far as um, the history of Armenia. I'd say during the first revolution, when uh, Armenia actually left the Soviet Union and mm -hmm. became uh, the Republic of Armenia in 1992. Sorry, um, before we get to the nitty gritty, don't forget his. Uh, oh, generous oh, 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 yes, 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 no. yes. This is, this is, thanks for reminding I was, me. I was hoping you guys would. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you guys don't, would don't, forget. Don't use it. Don't, I don't want people to think, take this as a bribe or anything. No, 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 no. Here's, uh, Artin and his, uh, Artin and his law group were generous enough to, uh, you know, as, as you guys know, when anybody who donates to the Wise Nuts um, as a sponsor, um, we don't keep the money. We directly send it to a fund of our choice. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the the last one we sent it to, uh, we kind of regret. <laughs> but uh, Artin and his uh, firm were generous enough to donate. You, you want me? To, the amount is okay to mention, or it's fine. They, they were a nice amount. Yeah. And uh, we will be donating 100% of those funds to uh, the gentlemen who were on the podcast, I'd say about a three, three shows ago. Three shows yeah. ago, veterans of Armenia. Uh, first, I want to thank you so much for that, man. My it pleasure. really, really means a lot that you're able to, you know what, get a little bit uncomfortable out of your pocket and kind of cut a check to those that need it most. So I applaud you. I thank you. And I'm sure... The veterans who need it more than we do, thank you as well. Thank you. Definitely. Thank yeah. you, Archon. Thanks sure. to you and to your firm for, thank for you. the generous uh, contribution. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, and uh, it's our, honestly, I really believe in this. I think it's our duty to uh, keep helping, regardless of the couple of bumps that we have, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know <coughs> walk uh, over. Uh, we have to continue our uh, contribution and help, and um, it's, come, come it's basically market. our. Um, I th I think I think this has to continue. We shouldn't get um, uh, disappointed with what we just experienced with Armenia Fund. Uh, there are so many other funds out there, and I hope Armenia Fund is going to get its act together as well. And I would l like to first of all thank you guys for doing this and. It's amazing. You guys are don't you, you guys uh, raised the hundreds of thousands of dollars um, in one of your shows, yeah. and then now you guys are doing this. It's amazing. Thank you guys. You guys are doing a good job. And if the listeners, if you guys, you know, you guys double that down, I guess you can, you, can, you get special treatment from these guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a we'll give you a PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's what it's become. It's like we have a PS5. I'll give you thirteen hundred dollars for it. I'll let you wear my hat for a week. <laughs> uh, now, at this point, you know what we we do what we can. Um, as far as with Armenia Fund, we've we've asked them multiple times to come on the show and give a statement and just talk about, you know, what what the plan is and what's going on and. The, the, I mean, I, at this point, I call it an excuse. It's like, oh, we can't discuss everything. Well, you know what? Whatever you can discuss, I'm sure we could talk about that. How about that? Well, uh, are you guys familiar with how Armenia Fund fun fund functions, or are you guys fairly fairly familiar with that? Well, or do you, I could go into go, that? Go into it. Yeah, go into it because from what yeah. we understand, obviously it's a five hundred one c, and it's basically for humanitarian reasons only. Now, right? 
Now, look, this fund was created, uh, I believe it was created in L.A., um, and uh, it started in 1997 officially. Before that, we used to have it in a more... Uh, you know, scattered way we would we would we would uh, we would collect money, and then in 1997 the tele, tele, Teleton started, and I am um, I gotta give you guys a disclaimer. I'm here today. I'm gonna say some things that are not going to be well possibly uh, taken probably or uh, uh, by by the viewers or by by you guys. I'm not a fan of this government, and uh, for some reason. Um, uh, it's just basically whatever we talk about about current events. Uh, there, there is a story that I have to share about the current government. And, by, uh, by government, yeah. you mean he means Armenia people? Uh, Armenian yeah, government, not yeah. not the U.S. government. Yes, we're talking about Armenia. And as far as the funds go, uh, again, same issue. So what happens is uh, they started in 1997, and it started with a very it was a 2.5 or 3 million dollar the first time they collected the money and then it kept going and going and um uh after 2010 that's when we started getting 20 30 million dollars and uh, you guys have to understand a couple of things you're talking <laughs> about the telethon telethon During yeah armenia telethon, telethon okay. yes and uh, a couple of things are very important first most of the funds were used in artsakh and there were roads so it was the first the road that was connecting uh, Armenia to Artsakh through Goris. It was done through Armenia Fund. Then the road from Shushi to Stepanakert. Then the south to north road that would basically, that was the main road from the south of Artsakh to north of Artsakh. And then the latest thing they did was connecting uh, the northern portion of Artsakh from Karvajar uh, to, to Armenia, which we completely lost. And I went there in 2017, they were, um, uh, 2016, right after the war, one month after the war, I was there with my sister, my brother-in-law, and my cousin, and they were still doing the construction, it took us hours to, to get to Armenia, and then in 2018, when I went again, perfect condition, we just lost it, so they were doing some really good job there, they were doing some amazing job, and Sarkis, there was, the guy's name was, I forgot his last name, he was the head of Armenia Fund here, he was doing an amazing job, you guys have to understand, most of the money was paid by rich people, so when you look at how much money was raised by people like us, it's always, if, if let's say you raise an average of 15 to 20 million, Four million to six million would mm -hmm. come from people like us. Everything else would come from a couple of individuals. Big donors, yeah. yeah, and Osamvel Karapetyan from Moscow. Kirk Kikorian used to be with his Lindsay Foundation, and so it used to be like the big donors. And they were they were learning and they were, they were doing a good job. However, even back then, there were accusations of uh, stealing and doing all kinds of, uh, 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 you know, getting involved in corruption. None of them were actually substantiated. That's the, this is very important. Now in 2000, so this guy that was, so, so Armenia Fund has a, has a board and uh, the ARF, uh, uh, Armenian Revolutionary Federation is one of the board members. Uh, Robert Kocharian is another board member. Arkady Gukasian, the f third president of um, Artsakh is another board mm -hmm. member. So, and then oh, Armenia Fund, not Himnadiram. No, Armenia Fund okay. and the, the, the board. And uh, the president or the head of state of Armenia, the current one, whoever he is, Armin, he's always part of Are you talking about Armin Sarkisian, the no, president no, of Armenia? No, no, the head of state. So, well, right now we're a parliamentary system, so the actual head of state is the prime minister. Before that, it used to be Serge Sarkisian when we were in a presidential system. 
right now, for example, um, Pashinyan is the head of the the the, the main guy. Prime he Minister. he is in the board. So whoever is on the, the board of the Armenian Fund. Yes, whoever is okay. whoever is in the uh, the head is always automatically. automatically there. Right. But when you Google Armenia yeah. Fund, though, it shows Wikipedia shows it was founded in '92 by Levon Del Petrosian. Well, because he that? was the head of state. I have heard oh, he was. That's why I have okay. heard he was. If I'm, I'm not sure, but I heard it was done by the Orfalian brothers here in Glendale. If I'm not mistaken, that's what I've heard. As, as far well. as yeah. Armenian fund was established yeah. by Orfalian, yeah. Orfalian, yeah. yeah. really? Yeah, yeah that's, remember that's what I heard. We talked about. I think Stepan mentioned it. Uh, I believe so. Was it Stepan? Yeah. Was yeah. the one I with Stepan? I believe it was Stepan that talked so, about that. Oh, so that's why Wikipedia shows. Levon, because he was the president it, at the whoever time. Whoever is the president wow. is the is the head of the fund. But remember, it okay. under under as far as Armenia, when you Google Armenia fund, yeah. it says the founder Levon Terbedrosian. I don't know whether the Orfalian brothers, if they were the yeah. uh, organ, the original founders of yeah. it, decided. All right, you know what? We don't want to take credit for this as the Orfalian brothers. Yeah, let's put <laughs> it as whoever the president is of Armenia. Let's put the founder as Levon Terbedrosian. How much of it? The only people that will know the truth was basically them. Yeah, <laughs> them you, ca- you guys point. can invite them. They're here. Yeah, yeah I know they're, they're local. Good they're guys. Local. Yeah. <laughs> but what's important is you guys know Aravartanian. Aravartanian, no. So Aravartanian was the uh, was the basically the CEO of the, the whoever does the oper- the head of the operation of Armenia Fund from 2007 to 2018, right at the time of revolution. Yeah. yeah. Aravartanian was fired. Someone else came in his position, and Aravartanian was uh, invited to Nikol's house, or Nikol's office, 2018. <laughs> he goes there, sits in the waiting room, waits for Nikol to come out. The security service comes out, and they arrest him. Mm-hmm. So they basically baited him to come to the, to, to the prime minister's office or house. They bla- and, backdoored him. Yeah, basically. and they, they arrested him. Is this the guy that you Google who comes up as who did fraud with Armenia Fund? Is um, that the name? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna go about. Uh, I'm gonna say allegedly because Alleged, I'll tell yeah, you why. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is the accusation was that he took. At first, they said two hundred fifty thousand. Then they said five hundred thousand. And as an attorney, I'll tell you, it's mishandling of the fund. It's not stealing. The accusation was that he used the credit line, the credit line, to go to to pull that money from from some some casinos. But he, there is no dispute that the money was returned before, uh, so I'm, I'm way before his arrest. So, but the accusation is even if you you can't just take money and use right, it for yeah. it's misusing it, but it, it wasn't stealing. The money was so. Everyone agrees to the facts that the money is not stolen. It was put back. Put back. So he goes. He's arrested. They put him in pretrial detention. Eventually, he gets out on bail. And he comes on TV and he says, I never did this. I never stole it. And he made an interesting point. He said, during my times, when, and I calculated it independently, about $200 million were collected. He goes, these guys were digging up anything they could about Armenia Fund to discredit Armenia Fund. And I'll tell you guys why. They were discrediting Armenia Fund. They were trying to find any dirt they could. And all they could find was an accusation of 250000 to 500000 that wasn't even stolen. Mm-hmm. That already showed, which is 0.25% of the entire... These guys fund. meaning who? Pashinyan's administration? This the entire current team, yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> as of today, two years have passed. He hasn't been found guilty. Two years have passed. No, But the damage was done. 
the question is why would they do that why would they discredit the damage was done why would they damage armenia fund so bad and the, immediately the next two years they would get 10 million or 9 million instead of the 20 million they usually get why would they do that so all the things that i told you guys are facts now i'm going to tell you guys my opinion uh, speculation because I, you never know it's just I'm, I'm just putting two and two together it's just the opinion my opinion is when the revolution happened nicole's wife opened up her own fund called the imkail fund and it was their intention to get rid of armenia fund and basically funnel all the donations through in, in, in the entire world through the imkail fund so basically get rid of Armenia fund however you can and do the Imkal fund because it's Nicole's wife. She is the CEO of that fund. And for they tried that. So and they damaged the reputation of Armenia fund really bad. Then they noticed that, well, they really it's really tough to to, to trust. completely gain <laughs> trust and, and completely destroy yeah. them. So they came back uh and ask people to help Himnadrum, which is part of Armenia Fund. It's the same yeah. organization. Right. The problem is that after 20-something years, for the first time, Armenia Fund was ordered to, if I'm not mistaken, to give more than $100 million of the 170 to the government. It's never happened before. Not a single dollar has gone to the government no, before? No, it was never given to the government. So, so well, why why was Kirk Akoyan discouraged from donating to Armenia Fund? Perfect. Now, this, all, this is awesome. Because that happened <laughs> before the Aravartanya story. The problem that we have in LA is that we have a certain, you, me, everyone, we have a certain understanding of events and we uh, and we put it as foundation so the right now for example your opinion is that kirk korean was discouraged i highly suggest and i'll help you with it if you guys want i can have you guys interview uh, harut sasunian who was the head of the lindsay foundation lindsay foundation is kirk's foundation he right. lives in la mm -hmm. he's an, uh, he's uh, I, I know him. I could uh, I could talk to him to see whether he can come to your show, sure. and he will tell you guys about. It. He was the guy. He was the main guy of the fund. Mm -hmm. he, he was the main guy. Kirk never. Uh, Kirk has been to Armenia twice for two days. I think it was always Harut. Harut says Kirk was never discouraged. Mm -hmm. This is just a misconception. Again, there is a misconception of discrediting everything the previous government was doing. Right. So Kirk had a fund. The fund was not only helping Armenia. The fund helped about $300 million that was to Armenia, but they were helping everywhere else, including colleges. And at a certain point, the fund was supposed to close, and the proceeds were supposed to go to UCLA. It had nothing to do with discouragement. He went on a show, Harut Sasunia went on a show with Arthur Sahakian two years ago, and Arthur said the same thing. Did why did he get discouraged? And Howard said he never got got discouraged. This is a misconception. You guys are you guys. There are so many rumors about him that never happened. In fact, uh, he was supposed to pay a hundred million dollars to build the road from Iran to Armenia. Uh, it couldn't be right from the border because the American government wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah, it would be thirty miles off the border. But the Robert Kocharian administration was lagging on taking the money. So according to Harut, he says, I talked to the foreign minister, which is back then it was uh, Oskanian, American guy from Boston. 
said, Vartan, why aren't you guys? There's 100 million <coughs> sitting here. And back then they told him, <laughs> this is so much money for us, we don't know how to deal with it. So Harut Sasunian, the head of the fund, the actual head, of, is actually telling you guys something the total opposite of what we understood. Our understanding was that they treated him bad, they tried to steal his money, and he said, you know what, screw you guys, I'm leaving. Right, right. So my today's, uh, when I talk to you guys, I will try to do the most I can to talk about all these rumors that were spread that I can tell you by fact weren't true, like factually. And then the question will be then why were they, who, who would make those allegations? It was all in, when I look at it, it was all the same team. It's, it's, it's the same team. And I, I did a live video on Facebook and I talked about that team. I always say Armenia has two sides. It's the Ozgains, the nationalists, and the globalists. The globalists are in power right now. And it was always a fight between these two. And in the past 20 years, the nationalists were somewhat in power. There's a lot of people that weren't nationalists, but they were on their team. And there were a lot of <coughs> corruption allegations thrown at them mm-hmm. by the same team that is in power right now. Same team that turned out not to be true. Now, was there a, a, a corruption? Absolutely there was. But I'm going to tell you guys, I mean, I'm going to give you guys facts rather than my, whenever it's my opinion, I'll tell you yeah. uh, where I'm going to tell you there are things that we always thought to be a certain way, but I'm going to give you facts that is going to say it's not. So before you get into that, yeah. basically what you're saying as far as the entire regime is concerned, you're talking about all the way from Nikol all the way back to Levon. It's all been the same same regime, same. No, no, no two, two, two regimes. So you have Levon okay. and Levon's team and Levon's mindset. Okay. Nicole is continuation of that. Correct. That's that's the in way. in between you have Serge and Robert, who have nothing to do with them. Serge and Robert are the Garabakh clan, which is the 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 derogatory term used against them. It's the racist term. So it's the nationalists. The nationalists were all clinging to to Robert and Serge. Mm-hmm. The globalists, the open-minded ones, were with Levon. And Nicole's regime is the continuation. So, so this is how I see it. Levon comes to power. Levon is forced to leave because of Artsakh, because of his mindset of Artsakh. 20 years, it's the Artsakhtis and the nationalists that have Armenia. And then in 2018, Levon's team finally succeeds in coming back to power. And they did, and we lost Artsakh. You don't think Artsakh was sold a long time ago? Absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. I, there, again, this is something that LA Armenians always say, and it absolutely doesn't make sense to me, and I'll tell you guys why I think that, if that's okay. No, I mean, the only reason why I say it is because, yeah. obviously, as far as not only Armenia fund, but foreign aid from other countries, from the Russias, from the Ukraines, from the Frances, all, these, all this you know money being dumped into Armenia, Armenia's GDP and Armenia's economy isn't the greatest economy in the world no 14 billion a year. yeah but you have multi i'd say i'd say multi-millionaires and billionaires living in armenia from the uh Kocharians to the sarkisians to the uh dodigagos 
Why don't we take it one by one? Uh, no, I know, I know. Yeah. The only reason why I say yeah. it is because, and Edgar said it multiple times as yeah. well on the show, and I wish Edgar was here today. Guys, Edgar doesn't have COVID, by the way. He's just. <laughs> he has the sniffles. He has the sniffles. <laughs> okay, and Asatur? Okay, Asatur, I'm talking to you, Asatur. He doesn't out, have... out of respect to our guests, it's yes. why we miss some of the shows. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but, anyways. Yeah, yeah, but it's flu season. Fucker. Uh, anyways, uh, the way these guys got rich and. The properties they own, the houses they own, the commercial buildings they own. Mm-hmm. I mean, where where did it come from? Where did it come from? Okay, so look, when when the Soviet, so every country in this post Soviet, uh, all the post Soviet nations take out the, the the Scandinavian ones, which are Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. They were they were never considered part of them. Take those out. Okay, everyone else they had they they, they people got rich the same way. Initially, so you would basically be the manager or a supervisor in a factory, and then the factory would, uh, uh, when 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 the Soviet Union collapsed, they would give um, they would give stocks. Let's say the manager would get a thousand stocks, the the lowest laborer would get ten stocks or five mm-hmm. stocks. Then the head they would just stop the factory from working. It would stop, and then the stock value would come down. To next to nothing, they would take everything. They would buy it they from them. It? They would buy it for 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 pennies, pennies yeah. and they they would either sell it or restart the uh, factories. Most of the time in Armenia, they sold it. That's how they got rich. A lot to, of sold it to, to other Iran. countries. Yeah, yeah, mm. for for very. But that's how they got rich. This <clears throat> problem wasn't unique to Armenia. It happened in every country in post-Soviet Union. Every one of them. So was there corruption? Yes. But the question is how much corruption was there? That's what I have a problem with. I mean, it's enough and corruption to basically build a factory up and then sell it to Iran, sell it to Russia. Oh, I agree. I agree. What I'm saying is the, the when, when we talk about the corruption about about Armenia, there is a 2016 report, and I also t- talked about this a couple of times on Facebook. The European Bank created a very nice report about uh, Eastern European countries and post-Soviet countries, and it's it's a very detailed report. And one part of it, just one two pages, I think, of it talks about it's a very interesting thing. It's perception of corruption versus experience of corruption. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is very important. So the percept. So and then there's a it's, it's, it's basically a. Uh, uh, so uh, you, so you could look at when you look at the corruption, it's between it's, let's say one to a hundred. For example, the experience of corruption out of one to a hundred in Sweden, it's at the two. It's really low. The perception of it is at the two as well. Hmm. In Armenia, the ex- experience of cor- this is 2016. Experience of corruption is 11 out of a hundred. The perception is 36. And that's it for what year? How many years? Two thousand six, sixteen. It's just the, the ta- only oh, that, the, year. Oh, that year. They're, they're just they're talking about okay. the people. Yeah. Current, the, yeah. Current and they the, they basically created this report <clears throat> for for investment purposes. Who's going to invest in the country? Right. Armenia was number one in that uh, in in that list for 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 having such a big discrepancy. So and then the funny thing is, my friends are like, "Yeah, but you don't know there was a lot of corruption." I'm like, "Yeah, that's why." <laughs> Perception of corruption is 36. If you don't believe in it, the perception wouldn't be 36. It would be 11. Yeah. So obviously, you would be, you have we have to believe it. So the reality is, we think, according to the European Bank, that we we think the corruption in Armenia is more than three times higher than actually it is. 
Now you go to another country, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was Turkmenistan. Corruption, the experience was at the 29, but the perception was at like eight or something. So it was the other way around. Other way around. How did we no. rank overall? Well, it, overall, I don't remember, but in this, for this subject, number one. Number one. The discrepancy as far as yeah. how... How, uh, how much you experience it versus what the perception is. One. It was off the roof. Mm. And I am trying to tell my friends, like, look, we all care about Armenia from here. <laughs> we don't have agendas. We don't want... We want the good for our country. But we also... Maybe we should look and analyze things. Maybe we should... After this Artsakh war has been lost, maybe we should just sit down and say, maybe we we've done some mistakes in thinking basically in, in our perception about Armenia as well right for example let, let, let me give you another example about rich people in Armenia um Serge Sarkisian and uh, Robert Kocharyan it was and everyone in Armenia was saying Robert Kocharyan had four billion dollars and everyone was saying that he owned the airport the reality is the airport is owned and built by Ernekian Ernegian has 20 other airports in the world. He's not a chump. He's not going to give it. He is, that's what he does. You know, in 2000, Robert's government, Vartan Oskanian, was able to bring in Kirkkorian and Ernegian and Kafeshian. And Ernegian was one of them that came and he agreed to build the airport and he's making money of that. It's a business. But we think we, Robert owns it. We have to start... I think we have to just take a step back and think about maybe we were given the wrong information. Not 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 with concerning everything, but I'm giving you guys facts. Fa these but are fa why, yes. why is there so much misconception though? I'm okay. This how, is how, could, how did this happen? How could it's like it's like playing broken telephone, bro. No, no but how can it? For example, ninety percent of what we think of the government be uh, misinformation as far as because. I mean, neither one of us have been, have lived in Armenia for 30 plus years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was a, I was a kid when I moved here, but in the stories I've heard, it's there, there was, um, actually we were, well, yeah, we moved here prior to the administrations. What year, what year were you here? 88. So it was prior yeah. to. You and I came same time. Yeah. But even stories I've heard after we moved here, it's. It's like there was no no progress for people. There was absolutely zero opportunity. Mm. You couldn't succeed, whether it was in the private sector or uh, public sector. There was nothing to do. You you almost had zero motivation to to go to school, to get an education, to try to thrive because you couldn't. At the most, you could make is let's say the hundred fifty uh, dollars or whatever that converts to thirty thousand or fifteen thousand dirham. Yeah, a month, and that was that was your cap. So why? So they're like, well, I'd rather just take hundred bucks from the diaspora, mm -hmm. um, live off of that, live off of that, than work fifty hours a week for the same amount. So, and and why did all of this happen during those administrations? If if the corruption was not that bad, that bad, right? Because that that's I, I'm assuming that's what a lot of our viewers yeah, are also because thinking. it's a controversial thing. I'm thing I'm yeah, saying. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna give you numbers then. <clears throat> so numbers wise, again, reality is Armenia is a landlocked country, the smallest country uh, in the post-Soviet Union, mm -hmm. the only country that has no borders with the the, the the Russians, and out of four borders that it has, two of them are closed. One of them is with Georgia, 
And the other one is with the, with the most hated country in the world. <laughs> so so yeah. that's the realities that we're dealing with, right? And we don't have any uh, uh, oil or we don't have natural any resources. natural resources, right? So those are the realities. But now, weren't, yeah. did we have it at one point and it was also sold off or we it, never uh, did? You're talking about gold and some, some copper. copper. Gold. Yeah, I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. But as far as the numbers, let's talk about numbers. The GDP of the country was $2 billion in the late 90s. When we are at 14 billion now. I think Bezos made that right. much in the last half hour we've been. Probably. Right, right. <laughs> But we are at 14 billion right now. Yeah. So it jumped from 2 billion to 14 billion. What is GDP? GDP is basically what you buy and sell. In the, so that yeah. means there's much. There's a 700% increase. There's yeah. exchange going on. So no, no. Th those are the realities, right? So now I can't keep complaining that Armenia, my life is terrible because it is terrible compared to my cousin in America. Because America is the richest country in the world. Not only that, they live in L.A. for God's sake, right? And those are the realities. But but the GDP, you have to you have to look at the the, the, the countries, uh, uh, the, what what the cards they've been dealt with. You know, the 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 the, the earthquake and then the the war, all of those. But then the GDP increased from two mil billion to fourteen billion, guys. Now let me tell you, give you another fact. Tourism in Armenia in 2011, if I'm not mistaken, was around 700,000 per year. Visitors. Visitors. Okay. By 2018, it was at 1.7 million. Wow. And now it's at, last year, it was at 1.9 million. That brings money. Right. Armenia, from the day it was founded, if you look at its economy, the best time, the peak was in 2018. I mean, it obviously got better. Now, how much better did it get? And but people think there was absolutely no progress. That is that that is just not true. The facts tell you others. When you look at the GDP, when you look at the budget, when you look at the constructions, uh, but that, was yes. the progress pre or post Pashinyan? Well, uh, which no, I mean, in 2018 was post Pashinyan. No, 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 no. The, the main progress that we had with GDP and the budget was during Robert's time. The main one. When you said it was the peak in 18. Yeah. We, okay, Armenians, when you look at from 1991 to 2018, and you mm -hmm. say which year was their best year, was 2018. Well, that's post-Pashinyan. No, pre. I mean, I'm talking about when, 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 right when the revolution happened. When did the revolution take place? May 2018. April, May, yeah. Okay, so, so April or May. In 2018, yeah, right. that's April and May is basically five months in. Right. No, we could say 2000. Let's say what I meant to and, say. Maybe and, I, I should, and, yeah. I, and I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Spring and summer market of Armenia is the yeah. biggest time where tourism happens. Yes. And I remember distinctly in 2018, Armenia probably, everybody I knew was in Armenia in 2018. Yeah. yeah. Everybody and their mother was in Armenia. Yeah. I remember one of my friends who came back, he went in July, he came back in August. He said, I was in Yerevan and he saw, he's like, I saw more people from LA in, in the Harapalak walking around than I had seen when I was on brand walking <laughs> yeah. in, into the Americana. So yeah. I But get it. That's what happened from 2011 on though. To, from 700,000 Absolutely right. Going Absolutely. Up. But yeah. as far as peak is concerned, yeah. I'm, I'm just no, imagining what, I meant what you're to saying. Say, let me correct myself. What I meant to say, 2017 was better than 16. 16 was better than 15. It, it, it just every gradually... Year it, 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 it every but year 2018 was a peak. Yeah, it was it, it, it was the peak. Okay. It was definitely. And the tourism actually increased by 200,000 from 1.7 million to 1.9 million. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 had a, you had a revolution. Yeah. You had yeah. a, People were pe happy. People were happy. They were yeah. saying, you know what? It's time to... 
So when we talk about the corruption in Armenia, let me give you a something very controversial because this guy used to live here and he wasn't a nice guy. Serge used to have he has this brother called Sashik Alexander right. Sarkisian who used to live in my building back in the day when I was at uh, Pioneer. He lives in Mulholland uh, Estates now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Sashik in Armenia he's got a nickname of Fifty Fifty Hitsun Hitsun. That's he's what they call partners him. with everyone. That's the okay. That's the that's the that's the stereotype. They call him. 50-50, right? I always challenge every Nikola gun and I say, all right. And I, it's a, my question has two parts. I said, okay, if he's the 50-50 guy, two and a half years you guys were in power and you guys arrested him a couple of times, where are his 50%? And the answer is, well, you can't find that money because it's offshore somewhere in Russia or in America. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Where is the other 50%? So if I would take 50% from Armand, and then now revolution happens. You can't find that 50 that I, you were the government. You can't find my 50. Where is Armand? Why doesn't Armand come out and say, this scumbag took my 50%. Get me my money back. Yeah. See, now there might be an Armand out there in Armenia. But whether it was an absolute event and it was a monopoly, it's clearly dis disproved. There is... That's gone. No one talks about that anymore. Because two and a half years... Yes. So the argument would be that, well, even if they do, let's say they've arrested him and they have uh, proof, documents, witnesses, the argument to that would be, well, the judges are probably owned by, let's say, Sertsarkisyan or... Now? Yes. And they could go... Uh, they could... Uh, the verdict could go their way. Right? Why don't they make it public? They make everything public, like Ar Vartanian from Armenia Fund with that 500,000. Why don't they make the allegations public? Why don't they say, hey, this person is complete? You see what I mean? And right. when you say 50-50, we're talking about there are some big businesses in Armenia. Of course. Yeah. Spica. But again, example. I mean, we're going, we're, we're, going based off of, uh, we're going based off of a nickname as far as 50 Stereotypes. 50. Of course, it's a stereotype. Yeah. But again, I, we can't, we were talking about facts earlier. You can't go, you can't base facts off of a stereotype or a nickname. I get it. You're saying 50-50. Okay, here's 50% of Armun's money. Where's the other 50%? I mean, we're talking about Sashik Sarkisian. Yeah. So we're talking about a guy who's... Not the not, nicest guy. He's not the nicest person in the world. I mean, I don't know him obviously personally, but the stories you hear and the money laundering that's been going on in Armenia, here, um, Russia, France, everywhere. I mean, these guys are... Experts at laundering money, and as far as fifty-fifty, it might be as far it might be a nickname for him as far as trust-wise. You're right, but as far as financials, I I think these guys are pretty smart as far as where they're dumping their money and where it's supposed but to be. But where are the accusers? Money money is a very very powerful tool. Are they are are they wealthy in your opinion or not? Some are, some are. Like and Sashik himself, is I he don't know. Wealthy? I have, uh, Sashik was arrested in an apartment on 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 Sayad Nova. Okay. Let me, so let I me, don't know. I don't Maybe know. he's. I don't know if I you watched. Yeah. If, I don't know if you watched an episode of ours. Uh, it was with Hike Alex, Hike uh, Martirosian. Yeah. Uh, about a year and a half. I think this was right after the revolution. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine actually reached out to me. He said, "I'm going to give you an address." Mm -hmm. And I've, I've said this story on the podcast before. He's like, I'm going to give you an address. I want you to find out who the owner of this property is. Mm -hmm. This property was in the Mulholland Estates. This is why I said Mulholland Estates. It was a 8,000 square foot home. Uh -huh. And I pulled it up and it said Alexander Sarkisian. That's Mind it. you, 
I was I'm not into Armenian politics much. Yeah. I mean, recently we we've kind of dabbled into it because of the whole situation. I had no idea who Alexander Sarkisian was. I asked my friend. I said, "It belongs to Alexander Sarkisian." He goes, "Son of a bitch! <laughs> it's it's Sashik." Yeah. And I go, "Who the fuck is Sashik?" And he goes, "It's Serge's brother. The property is on. It was for sale with a Jewish uh, uh, realtor. realtor. Yeah. And he's he was trying to sell it. All right." And it's and it's this is public record. This right, is out right, there. Right. He ne- he ne- he didn't put it in a trust. But this he lived is, here for twelve years. Of course, yeah, that's just so. that's just one property. Yeah, I don't know. He probably didn't put this under a trust or a corporation or an LLC. I'm sure these guys dumped a ton, millions and millions of dollars. And this is only Serge that I'm talking yeah. about into properties in America, in Russia, everywhere. And they're smart about it. They're not. The, here's the thing. Uh, these guys that sat in office and were able to manipulate this money and launder this money, you can't be stupid. I mean, yeah, they maybe have, they didn't cover their tracks in certain areas, but you have to be smart to do something like this. But this is the thing. So, so Sashik lived here for 12 years. Correct. Uh, and he was in, involved in all kinds of business uh, here. So I don't know. I, I don't think he's the nicest person. And I, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, he just happens to be the brother. We don't know any, much about Serge, but I'll give you another very... So let's talk about facts, allegations, and so that we get out of the vague, you know, what uh, the conversation. Nicole started this revolution. He started walking from Gyumri. And when he was walking down that, that highway, he would go to any um, speed cameras mm-hmm. and he would tape the camera. That was his first, first act, revolutionary act. He would the cameras. He would tape every camera he would he would walk by, every speed camera, and he would he would it, it, that, that's one of his main main um, uh, act like signature acts. Yeah, yeah, that was doing yeah. you know uh, public acts that he was doing to, to to you know to show his activism. The argument was that Sashik owned <laughs> the cameras, right? The entire country. Believe that Sashik owned the cameras. And Nicole, and you guys can just YouTube this. It's so funny. And Nicole has actually made a, he, he actually came up with a poem about Sashik <laughs> with the cameras. You know, that it, like people like open up the envelope, they see a ticket, it go, it's going to Sashik. Yeah. So he came to, after the revolution, when he was standing in the Hirap Barak, he told people that I will forgive all the tickets through the cameras. Whoever has a pending ticket, don't worry about it. No one's gonna should pay, and people were like going Except, crazy. Yeah. After the revolution, it was found that the company that is so there is a company that 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 puts up those cameras and maintains maintains them, and then there's the government that takes the money. The company had n- the Armenian government under Nikol Pashinyan admitted that the company had nothing to do with Sashik. I can't believe I'm defending Sashik here. But, and funny thing is, they extended their contracts with the same company, and we have 2,000 more cameras now. 2,000 more cameras. Today. Today. The same company that was supposedly Sashik's is, 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 is operating them. Yeah. And so, this is what I'm. All you need to do is throw that allegation. People don't care about whether it's true or not. And then it just, just goes out, yeah. and people are like, yeah, Sashik. All our tickets are going to Sashik. That was something that was true. It was disproved. And we have to right now sit and say, hey, um, that was a lie. Who lied? 
And whoever lies should come and apologize and should be held accountable for that lie. Because that lie is costing us Armenians in diaspora. It, it creates distrust among us. We think Armenia is a freaking jungle. And that's what it's and, and that's what it brought us to this to, to what we have right now. That's but, what brought but us. But see, here. you say it's it's that misinformation, which partially I agree, but I I know a handful of very successful guys here mm. who went out there years ago, 10, 15 years ago. They tried to build hotels and yep. restaurants and whatnot. Uh, lost millions and millions of dollars mm -hmm. because they were bullied out pretty mm -hmm. much by by the government. Mm -hmm. uh, and and mind you, they don't bully you initially. They wait till you've built everything. You've kind of have it established a little bit. You you put the whole structure together, and then they come in and say, "You you know we were taking fifty percent." The hotel are you talking about Edmund Khudian's hotel that he was bullied out of? Things brother-in-law, yeah, <coughs> that, that, that he's happened. one of them. He uh, got he got he basically He got fucked in Armenia, bro. He was walk he w he was back in the states uh, walking around with bodyguards because he was afraid of his yeah. life. I mean. So these are the Is that the Mertag uh, uh, restaurant owner? No, 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 no. no uh, it's a, this it's is a hotel project. He's, it's a hotel project. Yeah. It's public record. He's okay. actually suing Armenia as well for it because he ba the guy basically... <coughs> uh, I got I to look the story up again, but he basically built a hotel from the ground up. If it's public record, would you guys mind telling me his name or no? Uh, I just said it. Edmund Khudian. Oh, his is name is Edmund Khudian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Edmund Khudian. I thought he may because there's another he's actually, person. He's actually in my office. He's upstairs on okay. the third floor. Okay. And if you go to him, he'll tell you the entire story about okay. what happened. The, the guy, hard worker, family mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. wanted to do good for his country. Basically built the hotel, got screwed out got of screwed. it, and it the, the 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 entire story, everything is public record. You could yeah. literally go in and read. the The Armenian government screwed him out of it, and here's the thing: I have family in Armenia. Armand has family in Armenia. There's a lot of family that we we help out as much as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, today, my wife's family, majority of my wife's from the mom's side, they live in Armenia mm -hmm. as well. It's it's. It's it's still the same. They say nothing has changed. It's uh, they were hoping for change as far as oh with Nicole and all that stuff. They're saying it's it's basically the same as what it was during Serge's time, during Robert's time, during Levon's time. Nothing has changed. The, the, the I, they're all the same bullshit. I think it got worse. And I'll tell you guys why I think that. By the way, can I may I just give a compliment to you guys for and and to hike hike Martirosian. Look, uh, you guys. I think I think he's been the best guest you guys have had in and the guy is a big deal. Yeah. So I've been following him for years, mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of years. Yeah. And he's a very very uh knowledgeable person and he has insider information and I watched the show twice actually because I, there's so much information yeah. that and it was amazing that you guys had him on. Um having said that, <laughs> having said that, <laughs> I hope Hike is watching cuz the problem that I saw is that he wasn't pressed on a couple of the questions and he dodged them. And uh, I'm, I wanted to... Uh, I think he dodged uh, some of my questions. That was he, good. Uh, so, so, so uh, again, it would be a pleasure, I mean, it's, uh, to, to discuss these things with, with Hike. But uh, Hike will never tell you anything good about the previous government because he was against them. Right. And he actually hike is a uh, so he, he said one of the things that he dodged. He says he's from Azgain uh, Jawurtakan Bever. In reality, that's Sasnat's rare with the facelift. 
right? And that's the that, that's who they are. It's Sasnatsare, who th- that's the group. Their military, por- their militant p- portion of their team mm-hmm. uh, is the one that raided that police station in 2016, where three police officers were were killed. So uh, this whole Benur Bever that came out of this. It's, I think it's a facelift. It's all the members of the Sasnatsagrai. Well, we found out a couple yeah. weeks ago that there's 82 parties in Armenia. Yeah. Where yeah. originally we thought it was, what, 17, right. 18? <laughs> now, the, yeah, the, the thing is this, though. The, with the Sasnatsagrai, with Hike, and again, since I watched it twice, a couple of things, and I hope he responds that, uh, res- gives a, you know, he has a chance to give a response to this. Um, the issue that there is with, uh, with, with him is that so you asked him who would be the best person uh, as the prime minister. He said Arab Papian. That's right. Sasnatsagre. Yeah. And then he said Jirai Sefilian. That's the head of the militant group of Sasnatsagre. He was arrested for illegal weapons possession. That's why he wasn't in that group because he was in jail. They ah. arrested him before. They arrested him before with those weapons, and then the the rest of the group went and raided the that that Jirai Sefilian. Now you asked him who Jirai Sefilian is, and he said yes, yeah, Jirai Sefilian is a Great guy. He was a. He was actually in the Shushi Liberation. He was the general in the Shushi Liberation. Jirai mm-hmm. Sefilian. But what he doesn't tell you is that Jirai Sefilian was there in Shushi in the Liberation as an ARF member. The ARF of Lebanon sent him to Ar- to, to Artsakh. He was the general as an ARF, and I'm an ARF member. So he's not an ARF member anymore. But the things that Hike is telling you about Jirai uh, mm-hmm. is at this time when he was serving. As a member of the ARF. So you guys asked him who Badassian was. Badassian, I, I don't know if you guys know Vahan Badassian. And he said he's a great fighter. His sons fought, fought right. in Artsakh. Yeah, he was one of the highest ranking ARF members during the first war. You know, and they, 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 I think he comfortably left that out. You know, those, those important <laughs> facts. I, I'm proud of those things, you know. Yeah. It's, the, it's the ARF. A battalion that went there to Artsakh to 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 fight as volunteers, and these guys were part of it. Now they're not. It's a political party. Sometimes yeah. you're in it. Uh, some Patrick is saying, please clarify ARF. Huh. So uh, before you do that, yeah. guys, go ahead and like and share. Uh, Omar and John, stop arguing about who was the best. Who was the best guest? Because. <laughs> We'll have to vote on that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and share it, guys. This is valuable information that uh, Artin is sharing with all of us. Uh, he's obviously been involved in political science for 20-plus years. Yeah, I have uh, a degree in that, and I'm an attorney, and uh, I'm an activist. Yeah, so you've, you've, you've studied this. Unlike mm. us, we're overnight activists. Where yeah. we, we, be, we became involved uh, September 27th. <laughs> Artin, on the other hand, has been involved for 20 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and share it, please. Uh, so your friends, your... I uh, will tell you guys what it is, but if you guys can... I want to say one more thing about Hike sure. and I'll stop. Sure. Uh, you guys asked him about Soros. You guys remember? You said, what's your connection with George Soros? Yes. Yeah. And he said, we don't have any. And then he said, we are nationalists. Soros is a globalist. How can we be yeah, connected. connected? You know what he left out? <laughs> They are pro America, anti Russia. They meaning they the meaning they're hardcore anti Russia and hardcore pro America. So is the Open Society Foundation. I guess that's why I got offended when I said Armenia doesn't deserve to have its own government. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's like that's like that's like the worst thing you could have said. And he, did you see how angry he got? Oh yeah, of course. And I mean, if his mask wasn't on, yeah. I, mean, I, so, I could have seen him drooling that, all over the. So, pit. but he was he he said he got. 
We have nothing in common. Well, the head of their Bever used to be the head of Open Society Foundation in 1999. Of Armenia. Yeah. The Chukazian. Well, somebody just mentioned Chukasian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the founder so, of that murderous group was Chukasian, Soros funded, and their network was a foreign manipulated controlled entity right. aimed at loosening the Armenia Russia relations. That's Hike Smart Eurosian's party. Now, you can keep saying he's not. <laughs> that They're all part of Sosnatsagar. We know that. It may, you might not know, but everyone that is involved in Armenian politics, we all know that. It's just it's funny, you know? So, uh, I mean, you're talking about uh, the, the party that he's involved in. It's basically It's Sosnatsagar. not a party yet. Not, well, the, well, there you go. 83, it's the Bever, I guess. Yeah, it's, a Bever, it's, it's basically they're saying it's a movement. So, re- yeah. realistically, realistically, yeah. Yeah. I know he said 82 parties. Yeah. How many parties really are there? Less, less than 10. Are you sure? Yeah, there's no party. Ex- I'll tell you, I'll, 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 I'll give you some, I'll say something controversial. Armenia doesn't have a single political party except R- the ARF. And I'll back it up. Not a single political party. But I mean, you're, well, this, is, this is coming from a one-sided... ARF, your, ARF member, member, but I'll back though. it up. But I'll back I, it up. I, I, I get it. I get it. But again, <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have somebody else come in here and basically say the complete opposite of what you're saying and say, I'll back it up. But then he should... If he, if he, if he backs it up and it makes sense, maybe you, I would be wrong. Yeah. But what, uh, no political party in Armenia act, uh, is acting as a political party. None of them. I'll give you... This is... There is not a single party in Armenia where its leader, if he's not dead, he's still the leader. So, so, so let me actually, I actually, my, my, I screwed up this sentence. Every single Armenian <laughs> yeah, party. I was trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah. I know. I was like, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, it was a negative and positive. I'm like, do we have, do we have like zombie <laughs> yeah. leaders or something? Every single on? party, except the ARF, take out the ARF, every mm-hmm. single party in Armenia, their leaders haven't changed to today unless they're dead. So basically, you're talking about they're they're like, like the uh, the Soviet Bolsheviks. So Levon's party is the Hak party, High Osgain Congress. The head of it is Levon forever. Since inception, it's been ever. They keep changing the name of the party because they keep screwing up. So and they, but they still always Levon. <laughs> Gago's party is Barkovac Hayastan. It's Gago. I love how he said yeah. that. They, when they screw up the party, they, they just change, change the corporation name. name. Yeah. yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Hey, go to LegalZoom, yeah. file a new name. Now you know why I'm saying there's no 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 party. So oh, Nicole's party. God. Nicole Nicole was part of Levon's party. Nicole was a member Which in the party. Which party, though? Hak. 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 Congress. <laughs> in, in Armenian National show. Congress. Okay. Nicole was part of it. He was in, He was a parliamentary representative. On He was in the parliament yeah. on behalf of Hak. And then he created his own Kagagagampaymanagir, which is a social civil contract. He's the head of it, and he's going to stay the head forever. Lusavar Hayastan, Edmund Marukian, head forever. There is only, there's one with Rafi Ovanesian. It just changed. It just changed. So, so there is one other party, which is with Rafi Ovanesian, which is the heritage party. They just changed their uh, head after 20 years. But the ARF, uh, we just don't have anything like that. You Our, don't have a... Head or no, it's always changing. It's always changing. Yeah, we have four. Uh, we have elections every four years. How long has the ARF been around? Hundred thirty years. And the ARF is basically the Dashnak party. Yeah. For those of you that don't that need the Armenian translation, it's the Dashnak party. So Ar- Arno was asking, "What's your opinion on ASALA?" Asala. Well, Asala is the okay. So Asala was a, a group of people in Lebanon that started this. It's Gakhni Banak, Armenian Liberation Party of for the. Armenian Secret Army for Liberation of Armenia. It was a party 
that was a left-leaning, communist-leaning, closely uh, related to the, the Hunchak Party uh, that was created in the 1970s. It actually started, um, there was this old guy in San, Santa Barbara, a rich guy. He invited, the, uh, uh, he invited the Turkish ambassador to his house to sell him or give him a uh, Turkish art, uh, I think it was a, some kind of a frame or a picture. So when he invited him over, he ma he literally massacred him. He li literally like took a, like he killed him, like 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 he killed an animal, and he called the police and said, "I killed two dogs." And uh, his name was Gurgen Yakikian, and uh, the police in Santa Barbara came. They really thought he he killed dogs. When they came to his house, they saw that the the Turkish ambassador was dead with his bodyguard. Both of them were dead. Um, and Asala started, and then in Lebanon, the Asala movement started from that. So they started uh, um, um, uh, basically a campaign of bombing and killing political figures, uh, uh, Turkish political figures, for the recognition of the Armenian genocide. What I didn't agree with with Asala was that uh, when they would do their, um, well, I mean, I don't think I can say this on air. Um, you want to mute the mic? They always had collateral damage. Yeah. So they would bomb a airport, killing a Turkish ambassador, but they would kill another 20 French and uh, Americans, which Civilians. would anger the entire world, mm -hmm. you know. But that's Asala. Uh, I pulled up ARF on, yeah. online. Um, I mean, I... I I know it's the Dashnak party. Yeah, <clears throat> Dashnak Tsakan. Dashnak Tsakan party. Um, <laughs> is it true that it's a it's more of a left leaning socialist kind of party? Absolutely. So, what are your thoughts on socialism? I'm a socialist. Are you? Yeah, I'm a. I believe in. Uh, I I don't think you can. You sh a person should be a Dashnak Tsakan if he's not a socialist. Oh, so uh, as far as on an American standpoint, being a socialist, do you believe that America would operate on a socialist? It's a different country. So uh, Armenia is a homogeneous country. It's a small country. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that when I say socialism, I'll tell you what I mean with that. I don't believe the big sectors in the government uh, in the country should be owned privately. I don't believe Armenia should have its, let's say, uh, railroad, the electricity, the telephone uh, be owned by private parties because the country is too small for it. It, it, it. They can damage the country. You don't think it would help the country actually prosper, though? I would. I, so socialism that I, that, that I understand and like is that I, I, I'm okay with the private business, but n not when the, the entities are too big. The big entities like, the again, electricity, phone, railroad, banking. If you want to open up your own bank, go for it. But there should be a... Uh, 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 well, that kind of defeats the purpose of socialism, yeah. then. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's just basically has. It's basically there's regulations that allows uh, that does not allow, let's say, an Italian company to come. Okay, let me let me give you an example. In 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 uh, in Central America, the uh, United Fruit Company, Chiquita Banana, mm -hmm. did a lot of revolutions in that country because they wanted to do more work and they had so much power, they were able to do revolutions and put their own puppet governments because the small countries can be easily influenced by those big companies. And Armenia is too small for that. So I believe that those big companies, the big ones, should never be in the hands of a private... So uh, you, were talking about, you were talking about railroads, you were talking about bank. banks? Now, there, there can be private banks, but the, the, the main banks should be uh, government-owned. Government yes. Okay, and then what, what else would you want as far as... 
government owned. Go, so tel- phone, bank, electricity, railroad, uh, anything, all those public. See, where, you, yeah. you live in Glendale, right? Yeah. So if you want to get power from somewhere else, yeah, can you? Well, we have a lot of socialistic features in America. Well, I know we do. Yeah, yeah. But as far as what you're talking about, as far as actual socialism, yeah. if you want socialism to work, it's got to be socialism. What you're talking about, I, I, I get what you want as far as having the government own certain things. It's kind of leaning more towards capitalism than it is socialism. Well, see, it's see, a very vague cause, term. Exactly. Yeah. So it's technically, it's not, it's not really socialistic then. <clears throat> Well, see, this is the thing. There is a difference between communism and socialism. Oh, absolutely. Right. Right. They're, they're completely two yeah. different parties, yeah. which is a lot of yeah. people don't understand. So, so Western Europe, there is a lot of socialist countries like Sweden, Holland, uh, Austria. And, uh, one of the biggest socialist countries is Israel. Uh, they have a lot of socialistic features. So, uh, so, so it's it's so vague. How much socialistic can you be? It's mm-hmm. not like I'm a socialist or I'm not. There's there's so mm-hmm. you know. But I believe, uh, for example, for example, with with my own Haikakan Bani Mech, equal opportunity. I want education for all for, for everyone. I want that uh, minimum standard of living for everyone. And uh, as a socialist, that's what I believe in. But who pays for it? Uh, us, the people. Us, I mean, if, if for Armenia being practically a third world country, how yeah. would they pay for it? Well, that well, the Armenia cannot right now be a socialist country. In order, I don't for think it to Armenia could ever be a socialist country. Well, it's if, because yeah. it, I mean, for the past thirty years, I mean, look at where we've look at what we've done. Well, that's a, look, that's a, that's a, that's an argument, and we can say they might they might never get there. That's a different issue. I am saying, in order for you to be a socialist country, you need a very edu- you you didn't you didn't educate a public. Mm-hmm. You need a public that is responsible. Okay, that has civic duties. And there are things that it's basically it's the concept of social contract, yeah. the the concept of social contract, Jean Jacques Rousseau, where you basically give a part of your good, your 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 your, you know, income income for the greater good. So I mean, have you have you ever heard of a socialistic com- country that actually where the people are happy? I'm I'm I lived in Germany and people were very happy. Was it fully socialistic? No, it's uh, that social. Well, again, it Germany just was taxed. The Full, taxes were high. Fully socialistic is communism. Well, no. Why not? No, 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 no. Uh, com- communism, you can't own shit. Well, so full you can't. You can't. You, you can't, can't own you, anything. What's well, the no, full socialist? No, that's the, there's it's that's the thing. See, it's called there's socialism and then there's communism. It's two completely different. Full socialism is basically there is no there's no such term as that. It's called socialism, whereas communism is communism. It's like saying I'm a full capitalist. No, you're a capitalist. That's Look, what you America are. has a lot of socialistic features, like social security. Which is biggest scam right. in the world? It could look you like could, I don't think I'm going to get yeah. social security by the yeah. time I retire. I don't think my kids going to get social security. Because. It's going to be gone. Yeah, it it doesn't work. Yeah, no socialistic um, party as far as system ever works. Yeah. any country. Look at Venezuela. Venezuela, they're practically killing each other. Look at North Korea. Well, North Korea is communist. It's Sorry com- about that. Well, how about how about how about Sweden? What about Sweden? Is well, they're doing good. Uh, sweet. It's a socialist it's, dem- democracy. It's a, exactly. Yes, not, but here's the thing: that's socialism. socialist. Well, again, it just depends. Look, l- let me t- guys, guys, let me tell you this: when we say liberal here, mm-hmm. in, in Europe, liberal is the Republican. 
It's a liberal person that is, it's liberal policies, open market, liberal, being liberal, not being closed. So, so, so the terms, maybe when we talk about the terms, it's, they, they have become so vague, you know. So what is really socialism? So when, I, when you ask me what I understand socialism to be, I'm going to bring you Sweden as an example. Yeah. I'm going to bring you Finland as an example. I'm going to bring you Norway as an example. But those Do- aren't socialist. In my, well, that's the no, thing. No, no, you no, have no, a different no, no. understanding of it. Wait, so you wait, tell wait. me what socialism is. Social okay. Here's the thing. Socialism is basically a very high tax to the people in order to pay for certain goods. Yes. Correct. Is, am I? Am I? Is this correct? A tax that yeah. A it's, very it's, high tax. Okay. All right. Okay. It's a very high tax to the people in order to pay for certain things that you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Basically, banking. Minimum tel- standard of living. Yeah. Okay. For a country like Armenia, where it's third world, when you leave Yerevan, mm-hmm. it's not Armenia anymore. But Armenia cannot be socialist right now. Armenia could never be socialist. Well, I, Arme- I, I hope how can. How long do you think it would take Armenia to become socialist? I can't tell you. That's I a problem. Yeah. So what that doesn't mean that... See, see there's... I understand what you're saying. If there's a, if you have so much corruption and poverty in that country, mm-hmm. transforming to socialism would create way more corruption. I think it would, create, more, it yeah. would create hunger. Yes, it, it, would, it, it could. So, no, no, no. So, it, it's a fact it would create hunger. Right now, the Armenian people are starving. Not, not, no, as in, not. not as in like not starving as in yeah. like there's no food yeah. as far as work related yeah. as far as uh, health related but why is that because it's a very it's a at the end of the day it's a third world country because that of capitalism right that can't govern itself that had corrupt leaders that ate a lot of money and how about the the capitalists that took all this factories and well, basically that's what sold I, that's it what off? I just said right right it's a corrupt country yeah. this is why during Hike Martirosian's podcast I said it took us thirty years to basically kind of brush ourselves off from the yeah. Soviet Bolshevik yeah. bullshit that yeah. we were under to kind of dust ourselves off and be like you know what it's time for us to build a great Armenia great country for our people and what did we do we screwed it up it we it in thirty years we couldn't do it now. Again, I'm, I I don't mean to bash on the ARF or socialism yeah, yeah. or anything like that, but saying that Armenia needs to turn into uh, has to be run as a socialistic country that will destroy it even worse than what it is right well, now. Well, so uh, we we may disagree on the on the economic portion of it but arf has four i i divide arf foundations in like philosophical foundations in four uh, so one of them is uh, socialism the other one is nationalism the other one is uh, democracy mm-hmm. and the other one is being hu- humane i don't have a markain so it's very important so so th- these are the four things and none of them trump the others and they all are there to their fun they function to balance the other I'll give you an of example. Course. For example, if I'm just nationalist and I don't have, uh, if I'm nationalist and I don't have the humane per- mm-hmm. portion of it, I ju- I'm just going to become a freaking Nazi because I'm just going to be a nationalist. But if, if nationalism and being humane has the same value for me, I can be nationalism to a certain point only because after that I'm going to just violate my humane mindset same thing with democracy and socialism as well right so we talk about socialism and then but we also have the democracy aspect that is that we, i we're not gonna in my i don't want my socialism to become an authoritarian uh, thing uh regime so the democracy aspect of it so i divided in four foundations and the main thing that we say this is the main the main thing we say we say azad ankar yevmiyat that's 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 ARF. 
No, Azad, no. Ankar, and these these things have these these words that I'm saying have all uh, these these are the main goals. The, the uh, free Armenia, independent Armenia. So, uh, and the last one is Miatsial, which includes the the our goal is never gonna end until we are able to, and it might might never happen. That's not the issue. The issue is we're always gonna fight for it. But I mean. That kind of <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose of having that political party. No, it might not ever happen, but we'll continue to fight for it. But it's basically if, living a dream. But it's that mindset that got us Artsakh in the eighties. What uh, what mindset? That mindset. No one would ever expect. Did we win the Artsakh war in the nineties and eighties? We kicked ass. We didn't win. It was okay. it was the biggest biggest victory that Armenia so, Armenia has had for seven hundred years, okay. and this idiot gave it away in a in a in in a matter of two months. So. We we kicked so much ass. If you guys have um, want information on that, I'll tell you. You guys are going to be amazed what we did in Artsakh. So then, if we kicked ass, yeah, and Artsakh was, do you would you consider Artsakh being part of Armenia? Yes, but there is different. So I know what you're saying. Uh, no, I mean it's just yeah. it's, it's it's it wasn't. So it was I, never recognized. No, no, yeah, I'll tell you why. So the UN. They, 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 we, we wanted to follow the UN. The UN always condemned Armenia for having its troop in Artsakh. When you say Artsakh is part of Armenia, you're basically saying I'm taking away land from another from my neighboring neighboring country uh-huh. and attaching to mine. Correct, which is what right. happened in the war. It was a war for land. Yes, but the UN and the international community doesn't like that. But the international community, the UN, says that every people has a right to self-determination. So when we say Artsakh has a right to... So, so Artsakh, if we say it's uh, with Armenia, everyone's against us. When we say Artsakh is a group of people that wa- don't want to live under the dictatorial regime of Aliyev, they want self-determination. Then we have UN... Then we're not violating any, any of the rules, that the laws that the UN has set. So the the concept was for us to get independence for Artsakh, then have a referendum to join it with Armenia. That was the concept. Said by who? By us, all of us. By who? By, by, by Armenians? Of, yeah, that was the whole concept. We like Kosovo did. Kosovo in Albania, they, they got, they, 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 you can't go from get-go. You can't take a part of a country, unless you're Russia, you can do it. But if you're a smaller country, it's easier to get self-determination independence then do a referendum for uh for uh to 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 basically unite with your with the other country the issue that we had with artsakh was artsakh is 4400 square kilometers we kicked so much ass mm-hmm. we had 12600 square kilometers so three times more after the 1994 yeah. when the war ended yeah. we got 12,600 instead of 4,400. Yeah. Now, Levon Petrosian was on the Artsakh Karabakh Committee. So was Vazgen Manukian. They were the ones that started this. However, he never thought in his wildest dreams that we would get so much land. So it was like, guys, calm down. Stop. Stop. Azerbaijan didn't have an army. We had destroyed them. So we could go wherever we wanted. And Levon said, stop, we, we, there's no way we can go this far. Everyone's looking at us. And the, and our guys were going. So the I point, know they eventually stopped. They stopped at the best areas. They got all the heights. All the heights. So 
what happens is we had only 280 kilometers, which is about 150 miles of fighting area. Everything else was, was, was hills and it was valleys that you couldn't fight. That's why we stopped there. It was our strategic because we had all the hills and all the mountains. So we had so much. Then Levon is like, all right, good, good. Now we can give the surrounding areas back and keep Artsakh. And then the Artsakh chiefs were like, no, what if we keep it? Because these are part of the Artsakh plains. They're not part of Nagorno-Karabakh, which is mountainous Karabakh. But who said we should only get the mountainous Karabakh? We should get the lowlands of Karabakh as well. That's all Artsakh. Just because Russians, you know, have talked about Nagorno doesn't mean we shouldn't get the lowlands. Now that we have them, why would we give it back? So the concept, the understanding changed. In, before, we used to say occupied territories. After 1998, we started calling them liberated territories. Because Azerbaijan wasn't pushing as hard because they were demolished. And we said, we're going to keep this. So if we have 12,600, there's no way we're going to give that 8,000 kilometers back. What if we negotiate with them and we only give them 2,000 back and we keep 10? There, it, that was on the table. In 1999, there was an agreement almost signed where we would keep 8,000 and give back 4,000. Now we have 2,600. That's how much we lost. So Out we, of 12,600. We, we lost 10,000. We lost 10,000. We lost a country the size of Lebanon. So if when, my understanding was after, like as you say, kicking their ass, yeah. we pretty much kind of came to an agreement with them versus just bullying through all the way and we stopped yeah we stopped yeah so why we, did we stop that's the thing levon didn't want to le it was way beyond levon's dreams no 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 the, my levon thought it wasn't sustainable no, our, our concern is well <laughs> that, show, that it's show like it. you kick somebody's ass and then you say okay let's just agree to be yeah here sign this paper friends let's yep. sign this paper levon levon said in so levon so this is what happened 1993, <laughs> Levon, it's so, some things are so funny. Levon goes to Artsakh and tells the people in Artsakh, back then, who were the leaders in Artsakh? It was Robert Kocharyan and Ser Sarkisian. They're Artsakhsis. Right. They were the leaders there. So he goes, sits down with five other people, with seven of them. And he says, listen, I'm not here to argue with you. But the entire world is looking at us. We were running out of food because of the blockade. Turkey has blockaded us. We don't have a border with Azerbaijan. You know, we, we're going to starve. You guys should stop this. Yeltsin is not a forgiving man. He's a good friend, but he doesn't forgive. So don't disappoint Yeltsin, Boris Yeltsin. Mm -hmm. We need to give back Karvachar tomorrow. And the Artsakh, the Artsakh people said, okay, can you give us a minute? <laughs> all right. So they talked and it's all recorded. And they said, listen, we, who wants to keep Artsakh? Who wants to, like, who wants to keep Kar Karwaj is a region. It's a 2,000 kilometer region that Azerbaijan yeah. really wants because there are a lot of mines in there. And they just took it without a single shot. So the guys, the, the, the people, including Robert, they sit down. They say, okay, sh what should we do? Sh are we going to give back Karwaj? Let's vote on it. They all vote. No, we don't want to give it back. And then they do another vote. Why don't we vote on what to tell Levon? So they're like, okay, let's vote on this. Let's vote on, we'll tell Levon we're going to give it back. But we're also voting, we're not going to give it back. But we'll tell Levon we'll give it back on a condition that 
uh, he gives us two months. We need two months. So Levon comes back. They said, okay, we agreed. We're going to give it back, but we need two months. Levon said, okay, let me talk to everyone. By that two months, we, we captured another two big territories. <laughs> and Karbachar got forgotten. I swear to God. Like, there wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, Azerbaijan was in so much turmoil. They're like, we're losing 20% of our land. And it was just uh, basically, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. So Levon always wanted us to stop. Always. Uh, he, uh, so he always, okay, this is what Levon's idea was, realistically. That, that's what I'm saying. In the 1988, no one was thinking we would get uh, Artsakh as a country. We just wanted to save the people that are living there. So it was like, okay, Levon was, why don't we just keep Nagorno-Karabakh, which is the mountainous Karabakh, and why don't we get a, a, a special status within Azerbaijan, a state within a country? Not a regular state. Their passports are going to say they're Azeri, but they're going to have a Nagorno-Karabakh stamp on it. Levon was already fine with that. But the people of Karabakh and the people that came to, to power, which was the ARF and the other guys, they were in the nationalists, they wanted more. And that's how all this started. Everything that happened in Armenia since then is about Karabakh. Even today, even Nikol. Everything is about Artsakh. What? As far as th- there's one question that I've I've, I mean I've had different answers to, uh, but I, I I'm curious about your perspective. Why, if we took, as you said, ten thousand plus square kilometers, right, and one of the, on to- uh, twelve thousand six hundred co- kilometers total was twelve. Yeah. Okay, I thought we had two and we took ten, so we took a total. Of no, Garabag is four. Yeah. We took 12. Now we have two. Now we have two. Okay. Okay. Um, now, in that process, why was, why was Monte killed? Because he was one of the main... Look, there are conspiracy theories about Monte that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monte is the person that actually liberated uh, Karvajar. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there are conspiracy theories. Some people say insider people killed him. Some people say no. What happens is... An Azeri, Azeri tank and a small group of Azeris got lost and they accidentally got into the Armenian territory and they, they were going back to their territory and they basically came out behind our people, our guys. And behind that's, Monte? Yeah, and that's how they killed us, our guys. And Monte was... But some people say Monte was killed. Monte was a very controversial figure. Monte wasn't just a... Uh, Monte, uh, in 1979, during the revolution in our Iran, he participated in it. Monte lived in uh, Egypt, in Lebanon, in Iran for a short period of time. What about Vazgen's death? Vazgen, no idea. No one, I don't, I have, no one knows. Well, I mean, they yeah. busted into the parliament and yeah. kind of shot up the place. No one knows. Some people, see, this is the thing. Some people blame Russia. Some other people blame Robert. Why do they blame Robert? They say, this is this is the funny thing. They say, Robert wanted to give back Artsakh. Vazgen didn't let him, so Robert shot him. Then what happened to Artsakh? Why didn't why did if 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 Vazgen was the obstacle, right, and, and he, he was killed, killed why didn't Robert give back? See, this is the problem. So you have two groups, and th- you're not gonna get this from Hike because Hike is. Uh, Anti-Robert and anti yes. and, and, and I'll tell you, and I am, I, again, ARF has nothing to do with any of them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you. 
There is a, two groups. One group is the people that were born in Artsakh. They just happened to be born in Artsakh. They're Artsakhsis. They were little young. They were teenagers, a little bit more than teenagers that fought in Artsakh during the Artsakh war. Mm-hmm. They played a big role in liberating Artsakh. And under their regime, ignoring the corruption, ignore the corruption, just put that aside. Under their regime for 20 years, Artsakh was kept safe. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Okay. Then we have another group of people that are not from Artsakh that obviously to us, they always talked against Artsakh. They saw Artsakh as a liability to the economic prosperity of Armenia. They believe that giving the, the war has damaged us economically. Nikol and his team, a lot of them, never served in the army. They never f- contributed to the Artsakh war. They came to power in 2018 and we lost 80% of Artsakh. Yet, people say... Artsakh was sold by Serge. Well, let's take a step back because there's a couple of comments here about how some people think that uh, uh, it was actually done by Robert in the hands of ARF as far as Vosgen's killing. Yeah. All right. So why was it done and why was it at the hands of ARF? So one of the people said Naira Haritunian was a member of ARF at the time of the killing of Vosgen and was the first person who was met after Nairi Nairi Hunanian Nairi Hunanian is the killer actually he and his brother are the main killers Nairi Hunanian oh Nairi's a dude yeah he's a dude oh, okay, yeah. he sorry. lived in Ukraine for a while but his name yeah Nairi was kicked <laughs> sorry I, I mean I, every Nairi I know is a chick Nairi yeah Nairi was kicked out of the ARS in 1994 ARF ARF kicked you know like like who else like Jigar Sefilian why, are, why aren't people saying he was kicked out? He was a member of the ARF because he was a nationalist. But, but he, was, he, was, he was part of the ARF. In the, in, until 1994. Okay. And he was kicked out. No contact. When we kicking out someone from our party, there's a long process. We have a long process to do that. And when someone gets kicked out, that's pretty serious. So he was kicked out in 1994, mm-hmm. and he had nothing to do. When people, generally speaking, when they're Dashnak Zakan and they get kicked out of ARF, they become Haka Dashnak Zakan. Their entire life is to fight Dashnak Zakan because it kicked them out. And Nairi, Nairi was kicked out, I think, in 94 or 95. I see. Yeah. Okay. And he was the one who killed Vazgen. Was him and his, he was five of them? Well, he was the he first was person brother. who met. He was the leader of the group. Mm-hmm. But... But nobody knows what the motive was? No one knows because he was in a solitary, this one clown. I shouldn't say clown because you guys might interview him soon because you guys get all those guys. Uh, Arman Babajanian is a part-time Glendale Armenian, part-time Armenia. Uh, he went and visited him a year ago. But the CIA of Armenia does not allow anyone to talk about anything. It's top secret. That's why I'm thinking it's probably the Russians. No one talks about yeah. No one uh, discusses that. Interesting. Any so. questions you want to get to? <laughs> there's a ton of que- there's a lot of questions. You got to go back and watch this and get yeah. to a lot of these questions. But we'll get to as many as we can right now. Uh, anything before we move I'm forward? Tra- uh, well, there, there were several questions as far as um, 
why this war was started now under Pashinyan's administration and why uh, I mean to, we'll get into the details of the war as far as why we were being told that we're winning mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, but, but the whole process and then now all of a sudden uh, every day we find out a new village a new town a new right so uh, areas being being given away so there's so much manipulation here uh if you can shed some light as far as why it took so long was it because the Azeris were preparing to to for almost 30 years 24 years or i'm one of the people that doesn't believe in that i'm one of the people that doesn't and i'll explain you why um people always say well the Azeris were they 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 prepared uh, for 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 so many years. One Azerbaijan wouldn't sit thirty years to get their country back. One year, two years, five years, yeah, thirty freaking years. You know that doesn't even make sense. It's a generation. Now Azerbaijan always had superiority in ve- weapons against Armenia. In fact, it was the closest now, uh, like the the weapons uh, now now yeah. So when, when, in the 90s, it, it was it, even further apart? Yeah, much further. So in the 90s, so what happens is in the Soviet Union, Armenia is the border area. It's the last country. Uh, so at, uh, when you, and the, uh, Turkey is, is right by Turkey, right? So, uh, uh, so the Soviet Union used that area, which Armenia falls under, as its buffer zone. Mm-hmm. So the weapons arsenals were behind the buffer zones. So they all happened to be in Azerbaijan. I'm sorry. I I just want to ask you one thing. Have you spoken to any veterans in Armenia? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. like actually on the phone with them as far as what they were going. This up war? Against. Yes. Yeah, I actually talked to someone on. <laughs> I actually talked to my uh, someone at Stepanakert on the way to Shushi on November 9th, twelve hours before Nicole announced this, and I'll tell you about it. Because there was there was there's veteran kids, yeah. 18, 19 yeah. year old kids, where they were saying. They were hiding in trees. They yeah. were hiding yeah. in, in pipes. I in, agree. In, where they were saying there was no match at all for the weapons that they, I agree. That, that they had. So, no, the fact that you were saying it was close as far as weaponry. Well, compared to the 90s. Compared to the 90s, yeah. everybody was fighting with tanks and AR. And it was, it was in a different different area, different sure. caucuses. different. No, no, it was the same area. It was Arabah, Artsakh. <laughs> But it was it was more it was the, the areas that we were fighting in at the time the weapons that we were using yeah it was it was easier to fight because it, what was it it was basically machine guns it was uh, guerrilla warfare well, if you if you if you if I my memory serves me correctly yeah. it was more guerrilla warfare just till nineteen ninety one correct but na- well ninety one ninety two it was it was more guerrilla warfare meaning in the mountains Caucasus trees whereas now. It was, was more, air. it was aerial. We have no air force. So let me explain you this, and I'm giving you guys pure facts on this. Pure facts. No, no, no speculations yeah. or no. Armenia was the buffer zone. So the weapons arsenals were all behind Ar- Armenia. It was in, in Azerbaijan. When the war stopped, when, when Azerbaijan... Whose weapons? Uh, Russian, the, the Russian. Soviet weapons. When the independence occurred, Armenia and Azerbaijan and other countries went to the Kremlin and said, hey, listen, we've paid taxes. So we, we're going to keep those weapons. And Kremlin said, yeah, you're right. You can keep whoever, whatever you have, you can keep them. The problem is they had up to 20 times more weapons than us. 
up to some areas that four times more some areas that 20 times more it just depends mm -hmm. ammunition that 20 times more and helicopters they had about 15 to 20 times more helicopters so when we have drones now back then it was the helicopters it was the crocodile helicopters the um, mi-16s i believe uh, m something 16s and they had the smirch rockets and it was devastating us the reason we won the war is because we were able to get our generals from russia <laughs> Uh, uh, Soviet Union didn't like having Azeri generals. They had a lot of Armenian generals. So we brought the Armenian veterans from Afghanistan who fought in Afghanistan. We brought them back to Armenia and we created a military one year before they did. So we were organized much earlier, earlier than them. And we were able to raid their arsenals and fight them with their own weapons. So most of the weapons that we have, we got it from them. For example, Monte was able to liberate Karvajar, who had a population of 60,000 people with 62 soldiers. Wow. Because they were just not prepared. And they, they had weapons, but they weren't prepared, right? So, and then fast forward to, fast forward to, to, to this war, the, there was always a balance between the weapons of Azerbaijan and Armenia. Azerbaijan always had more, but there was always a balance provided by Russia. We have a contract from back in the 2000s with Russia. We have an agreement where Russia is selling us its weapons with zero markup. We don't pay anything extra. It's up to 60% in markup. We get it for zero markup. And we get a lot of weapons for free from Russia. So Russia would always give us weapons like literally for free. In 2018 uh, and on, the balance changed. And in the, the roles that killed us in this war... They were bought in June 2020, the drones. Okay. Yeah, so it's not 2019 or 17. It was just recently bought in 2020, June. We never thought they would attack us that quickly. They bought this in June from Turkey. Uh, it's built by Erdogan's son-in-law. And then in July, in August, they did a uh, maneuver, and then they attacked us. In, uh, there is a there is a, a document leaked right now that the NATO equivalent to Russia to army there's a NATO equivalent thing called CSTO mm -hmm. uh, to it's equivalent to NATO it's five countries including Armenia they sent a letter to Armenia 20 days before the war saying hey Turkey's joining in they have more weapons the balance is gone they're bringing in uh, fighters from Syria uh, you need to act. And Armenia hasn't responded. Now that that document has been leaked, the Armenian government has not said that the government that this document is either fake or True. real. Or we right. don't know. So so we're assuming it's real. Because I was also reading recently how um, Macron uh, did you hear that <laughs> communicated so many times with uh, Pashinyan as yeah. far as to provide help, and he was ignored. Mm -hmm. And then also Greece wanted to provide eight hundred. Uh, special forces and they were also ignored by Pashinyan have you I read that about Macron I did it's uh, uh, it w I was it was insane because I know that Pashinyan kept talking to Macron in order to contact Putin but I, I and then Macron just said I was trying to help I was trying to provide some assistance he never asked me the question is what happened uh, look this is what I'm saying I'm saying it's either there's three options here it's either incompetence or a willful act. Basically, that's their ideology, meaning we don't need Artsakh. Artsakh is a liability to us. Let's 
we are willing to fight, but just so much. Not we are not willing to fight more than that. Or the third is them being an agent of a foreign government. The third, only three. Uh, I believe it's the for one and I believe it's one and two. I don't believe it's agent of foreign government. I believe so it's, it's incompetence, and incompetence, and and their philosophy. Would you do you think it's what you said about the ninety two ninety three war where it was ill prepared? Uh, who was ill prepared? The we, Azerbaijan. We were ill prepared. Armenia. Uh. Uh, if we were ill-prepared... Well, compared to Azerbaijan, we were you, much better prepared. I, I think we were very ill-prepared. The reason why I say it is because you were mentioning something... You mentioned the drones as far as... Uh, we well, you're talking we, about now. Of course. Yeah, of course, we were yeah. ill-prepared. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you were talking about basically the drones being purchased recently. To, 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 I, I, this was the first war that was fought with drones. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So this is technology that's basically... Brand new, right? You know what I mean. They, they tried it out so, on us. Uh, well, they tried it out on us in 2016 first. Yeah, you're right. It was like they threw us somewhat. A, yeah, they threw us a bone. Yeah, and we we basically fetched the bone, and then they're like, "All right, let's go back." And in 2017 and 2018 is when the big purchases happened through Ukraine, through Israel, mm. through Turkey. Turkey was 2020. Yeah, well, yeah, Turkey was 2000. Was, yeah. was the most recent ones. Mm. And that's when the big purchases happened as far as the drones. And this was officially the first war that was done aerial right. through drones. So, uh, I mean, we could have done it as well. Did we? we? No, we didn't. We didn't do anything. We had no, fun. no. We had no money to do it. We did? I, I beg uh, to differ, uh, man. Uh, so, so let me... Let me t- look, th- this is the problem that we have. Um, um, it's... Uh, it's so so frustrating. You know, I go to Artsakh every year. Um, Artsakh is um, the most most sacred, most important piece of land for me in the world. It's such a frustrating, such a sad thing for me. I've I've been in depression for a month or so. It's I can't believe what happened, and um, I, that's why I'm so much into it because I'm that that that's where I wanted to die, uh, Artsakh. You know. The problem that we had when I say inexperience, so let's look at why this war happened. It's honestly, when you look at it, it's simple. When you put these things together, you come to a conclusion, you obviously we're going to lose the war. So these guys come to power and they fire or arrest all the generals that were fighting in, uh, that, that had won either the war. Them yeah. and the generals that that that, that Armenia had created afterwards, in within this twenty years. Okay, so they come to power, they arrest the notorious general Monvel Grigorian. Remember? Yeah. Remember the guy that was eating the food of the soldiers? Yeah. Right. You guys know that his criminal charge was wasn't that it was illegal possessions of illegal wep- illegal weapons it was not only weapons it was a lot of stuff but he was the head of Yerkrapa. of course yeah, yeah he was a corrupt piece of shit well, well that that's a different issue and i'll tell you why why do you think he got arrested as monvin yeah i could from money laundering to corruption to okay. uh embezzlement there's so many charges bro he was a, he was a corrupt piece there of shit there isn't so many charges the only charge is illegal weapons possession the only charge Monvel has is illegal weapons possession. But he's done much, much more than No, that. we're talking... Yes, okay. We, I don't... I agree he's not a good person. He wasn't a good person. But I'm saying the charges were illegal weapons possession. Now, this guy is the head of Yerkrabah. Why was the head of Yerkrabah arrested? 2008, March 1st. Do you guys know March 1st, 2008? Marty Mek, Marty Mek, yes, they keep saying. Yes, yes. Okay. 
Nicole was the guy that was bringing people on the streets. So in 2008, Levon came back and he wanted to become the president. His press secretary was Nicole Pashinia. Yeah. And when they would get 50,000 people on the street, it's Nicole that was rallying up the people. They were saying, we need to get rid of the Garabach filth. Yeah. So Nicole and Levon, Levon was the actual guy. Nicole was just the guy that was rallying up people. Levon couldn't do the revolution without the support of the military or the Yerkrapa. What's the Yerkrapa? Yerkrapa is the Veterans Military Association of 4,000 soldiers of Fidais from Artsakh War, which are always ready to fight. And, 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 and Monvel was the president of that. So in 2008, Levon went to Monvel and said, hey, come on my side. I need your help. We need to get rid of Robert and Serge. Are you on my side? And uh, Manvel agreed. So Levon goes in Raparak Opera and stands there. It's on YouTube. And whenever you guys want all of those, just let me know and I'll text it to you. He stands there and says, we have an agreement by Artsakh war hero, not a corrupt uh, 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 money laundering monster. Uh, Artsakh war hero Manvel Grigorian who is going to join this revolution and we're going to do the revolution together right and the entire crowd chanted Manvel 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 everyone back then he was a war hero he was the same piece of shit same guy nothing changed Manvel hasn't changed after 2008 he changed after he's the same guy since the 90s same oligarch the next, on, on March 1st, when they were supposed to go to the streets, they were hoping to have the Yergrapa to come armed to, mm -hmm. to, to help them, to, to do the revolution, to do a coup d'etat. A day before, Robert was able to uh, convince Manvel to change teams. Bottom off. Bottom off, Manvel and Seyran Saroyan didn't leave their house. Remember when I said money is a very powerful tool? Yeah. They didn't leave their house. So these guys came on the street with the hopes of the Yerkrapa. No, no, no. They didn't come. No one came. Manvel ordered everyone oh, to stay at home. Oh, he ordered them. Okay. So when these Levon's people came on the street to do the revolution, they were naked. They didn't have any they backing. They didn't have the army. Yeah. He didn't have them, and they got, they got killed. And Nicole got arrested, and he, he was hiding for a year. Then he was arrested. He was in jail for a year and eight months. The person that got him arrested that was the president, Robert Kocharyan and the person that Davach uh, Anaviran the, the backstabbed him mm -hmm. was who? Manvel Grigorian. May 2018, there is a revolution. June 2018, Manvel gets arrested. July 2018, Robert gets arrested. You guys see those the personal the things that yeah. there are? There it's are a it, lot of personal issues it's, here. It's all, it's all exactly what Edgar says. They're mm -hmm. all the same piece of shit from Level to Serge to. A lot of personal issues. Let me ask you this question. And ask this to Monville. And Mo uh, I'm, not, I'm sorry, Monville. I keep saying Monville. Look, I already Monville. defended uh, Sashik. I don't want to defend no, Monville. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I asked this to Hike. And, and, and Hike basically kind of dodged the question as well. As well, meaning he's going to dodge it? Oh, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I, will. I hope he doesn't. I will. Uh, would, you, would you consider Artsakh part of Armenia? Yes. Okay. Does the, does, the, does the world consider it part of Armenia? No. Okay, so the world doesn't consider it part of Armenia. Mm -hmm. uh, how can somebody who was born in Artsakh, born yeah. in Arabakh, be a president of Armenia when you have to be the president, when you have to be born 
or live a certain time in Armenia? How can Robert Kocharyan sit as president of well, Armenia? Well, that's uh, that's just the constitution. So if you if you uh, if you in in Armenia, if you have, I think you need to have the citizenship. You you can't have long? a dual citizenship. Six years, I believe. I believe you have to live in the country for six years. So, I think okay. that's the rule. Armenia was yeah. Armenia was uh, nineteen ninety one, and he came in nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen no ninety two was when was when was Armenia founded? It was ninety one. Ninety one. It was yeah. independent. Yeah. And in ninety eight, he became president. Yeah. So six. So can yeah. I be president? I was born you have in to, and you no, you need to live there. I think for six years. I lived there. For yeah, almost no, I think the years. last six years. Oh, if I'm not, <laughs> guys, I don't know about this that much, so, so I don't wanna, I, I, I don't wanna I, uh, honest, speculate. I, but there's something. And like I don't that. mean yeah. to put you on the yeah. spot. Yeah. Obviously, I don't mean to put you yeah. on the spot. I, 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 I want to see that fact as far as in the constitution. But let me just tell you, true. Let me just tell you, Robert being a president wasn't a conspiracy theory. He was a young kid. No, no, no. I'm not saying conspiracy theory. I'm just thinking. I mean, I'm thinking out loud right now. With you he guys, was a war hero. Yeah, they were. They were guys. I swear that's war the... heroes that sold off a country, bro. When like, okay, what you are saying is afterwards he might be an asshole afterwards or not, but they really liberated Artsakh. These guys liberated Artsakh. And here's the thing: they liberated yeah. Artsakh and then they turned it around. They fucked it in the ass. Why? Well, it was all Stepana sold off, bro. That's what. That's the thing. That, let's get rid of the. Let's get. See, this is the difference between a hike. And I'm nothing close to Ike. The guy is the man. I'm just saying. Uh, I am. Let's get rid of these rumors. Then how did these guys get um, so wealthy? What does that have to do with Artsakh? It has a lot to do yeah. with Artsakh. Uh, Stepanakert was the cleanest city on earth. It was my most beautiful. After year one, it was the m- that's definitely the, the that's best. That's not city. what I'm asking. It was though. developed, right? No, no, Billions of dollars. Absolutely. Were, that's yeah. not what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm saying, how did these guys get so wealthy? Who? Which ones? Or in Aktor? Robert, Robert and Serge, Serge okay. Sashik. I don't know about Serge's wealth. Come on, man. I don't. I, I again. I'm going to tell you the facts. I don't know. Maybe he has five billion. Maybe he has a hundred million. I don't know. Well, his brother has enough I, to own an eight million dollar uh, house in Mohonis. Right, but these brother also lived in America for twelve years. Correct. Yeah, and there's a lot of Armenians in America that live here for twelve years and make a lot of money, right? Uh, through a lot of crazy shit. We have that, right? A lot of people yeah. that do crazy, yeah. right? And Sashik would do, be that person, I think. And he lived in Pioneer. When I keep saying Pioneer, you guys should know. Someone else lived in Pioneer buildings. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So there was there, there was a whole group of people that live in the Park Towers. Having said that, let's look, guys. These rumors, let's, why don't we make them facts and I'll agree with you. Why don't we? Why don't we say okay? Rob, Robert used to own. Robert owned four million dollars. Okay, so let's 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 sh- million or billion. They are saying billion, billion because they included the Armenian airport, right? Now no one talks about the airport. Well, I mean, look, you look at it this way: a million dollars nowadays isn't much money. I mean, you have to. They agree. say he owns an island. I don't know what island. It is. Yeah, they I don't, all know, about, I don't know about island. I, what I'm saying is, the guy's pretty well off. Mm-hmm. Him, his entire family, his. Daughter-in-law is doing quite well for herself as well with the son. Um, even Armin Sarkisian, man. I mean, the guy's basically kneeled to the Queen of England. Is well, Armin Sarkisian, uh, I think he had a uh, he has a stake in Tetris, the game. He's one of the programmers. In Tetris? Yeah. Well, te- I mean, Tetris, I remember playing it when I was like five years yeah. old. I, I, mean, I, think, I think, he. yeah. He's now you could play it, play it free online. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, what I'm asking is, is just... How did these guys get so wealthy? A lot you, of, you don't think it was just all... What, was, whether there's facts, actual facts, I don't think you can disagree that these people have skimmed off of the country. Sure. 100%. The, the thing is, did you expect anything else? 
I didn't. No, no, no. Because it's not, it's no not. other country, no other country in Soviet Union did better than us. Now, let me ask you this, guys. Do you know a single senator that is not a millionaire in America? No. What? Because they do the same, of course. Of course, but Artisan, you're to, you're comparing you're to comparing America to Armenia. No. In Amer in America, if somebody steals a million dollars, yeah, you can. It's a yeah. grain of right, salt. Right, right. You're right. In Armenia, somebody steals a million dollars, yeah. you could basically I could probably go buy yeah. all of Albovian. Sorry, for <laughs> probably. Where are you 13, from? I'm from Lenaga. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's the original. In Lenaga, you can only buy one townhouse. One yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking shit about our country, but uh, but I mean, it's we're, it's a poor country. Yeah, and the amount of wealth these individuals had with their collective, yeah, is a very large amount of wealth, man. Look, I agree, there is corruption, but I also wholeheartedly, or I okay, I prefer to listen to the World Bank that gives that eleven thirty six ratio. Then listening to my cousins from, let's say Char and Savan or uh, But if your cousins and yeah. Char and Savan and yeah. and Abovian are saying, "Fuck, bro, we're st we're there's no work, we're living like shit. Yeah, um, our pay is garbage. The nurses in America are getting fifty dollars an hour. The nurses in Armenia are getting fifty dollars a month. Ma yeah, and well, <laughs> and Gagik Tsarukyan's daughter's wedding." Was probably the biggest wedding. I remember that. Yeah. Can, do you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 Wait, oh, but there's, there's just it, nothing makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Sertov, with your heart, I know you feel like no, it's it's not. Well, that. that's not. But look, but let's, I look want at, you to think of it like don't look at it through your heart. Think of it as a, as like logically. But, You're an attorney. But we should stop talking about our family members and what they experienced if we want to get a picture have, from the entire country. Have you lived in Armenia? No. Then you can't say well, anything. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I can give my opinion. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I'm looking at numbers. Like what banks release. Okay. Okay. Or what, what did, did, did the banks go to uh, Gyumri? Maybe. For example, uh, after the earthquake, which was 32 years ago. Yes. Right? Yeah. Almost 30. Well, 32 years ago. Yeah. Um, there's thousands of families still living in metal containers. In those domics. Yeah. How yeah. can, how can uh, Tsarukyan or Shamoyan or whoever else live in a... 15 million dollar mansion according armenian million 15 million here it'd be 150 million probably and yet you still have families for 32 years who are living in a metal container that's see that that there's just it's so out of balance that there has to be there's no way the corruption is rumors because one guy can't be driving around with 15 Rolls royces and g-wagons mm -hmm. just for his security guards and then you've got 20 miles down the road, a family that doesn't have heat, water, toilet, absolutely no plumbing, nothing, no electricity. They share bathrooms. I agree with that. And by bathrooms, I mean a hole in the ground. Yeah. And you basically open it up like a like a porta potty. Yeah. You take yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm regularly in Armenia. Yeah. Actually. So you yes. see those. He's been there more than we yeah. have. Yeah. You have. 100% <laughs> you have. Yeah. I, I have family. I have family in so. Lenagan. And yeah. they and they Gyumri, sorry, yeah. uh, Lenagan is a communist Bolshevik here. But I have family in Gyumri, yeah. and they tell us these stories. They yeah. they the, of what they see, mm -hmm. and they see, you know, prior to Nikol even, the Gagos, the Samos, the, the all these people, the Vazgans, 
driving around in their Mercedeses, their Bentleys, all this stuff. And this is this is in Lenakan. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to Yerevan, you see the G-Wagons, the S-Classes. Right now, it's the Lexus, for, for 570. Is it? <laughs> That's all they drive. <laughs> but, but, but you see what I mean? Yeah. It's like... If it's you, out there. It's if, there. Yeah, if, you take, if you take the GDP, which was, yeah. you said, 14 billion, right? Yeah. Let's say we have 2 million in Armenia. Okay. Okay? Yeah. If you divide the 14 billion by yeah. 2 million, you're talking about $7,000 per person not per family yeah let's say you give that per family even yeah so narrow down let's divide that by let's say average families five two million divided by five you're talking about four hundred thousand people if four hundred thousand people or i'm sorry four hundred thousand families got a percentage of that just like some of these countries like the qatars of the world Mm -hmm. and right where they if you're a natural born citizen you get a certain percentage from the government our country, technically, because of our size, we're supposed to do that. What What's the uh, Toshak in Armenia? But that's socialism, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's it's social democracy. Social security. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you would call it. No, it's so- you wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> because that's yeah. the thing. It's we're, we're a poor country where you would consider it a third world country. Let me ask you this. With $2,000 a month in Armenia, how would you live? Great. You you? Have, do you have a house or no? It doesn't matter. It does because your rent over there is from three hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on twenty three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, great. How would you live? Uh, it's compared to having fifteen thousand dollars a month here. Fourteen. Yeah. Do you do you see how yeah. like how bad it is in Armenia that in Armenia? Look, people won't work for right now. People don't barely would work for a uh, uh, for 200 a month they wouldn't the average people like the the minimum you make is about 120 that's the minimum minimum yeah. wage that's the, the it can't get lower than that it's 64,000 i believe drum uh, but people generally make about uh, $400 a, a month but a lot of people are uh, owners of their 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 properties there's a lot of people that own because it just stayed with them after the right. soviet collapse yeah, or yeah. wherever you live so that by itself creates a, um, a different mindset in life of course it now, does. I, it's yeah. a better opportunity now it's like you have a paid off property or it's an opportunity not to work or an opportunity not to, not work. to work now is there property taxes yeah. in armenia look the taxes the system there used to be no taxes at all and then after 2009 like they no one would pay 2009 they changed it it was still very corrupt one good thing i like with the with the pashinian government one good thing that happened <laughs> just one <laughs> one seriously okay. one it was the taxes it was the taxes that they started telling people to pay taxes and right. be do their give the, uh, civic duty civic, like yeah. pay taxes man and people started actually paying it and people started sh- being shamed for not paying taxes that's one thing i loved about it right that's one thing the the the, the, the problem that we have and i'm swer- swerving back to this incompetency the problem that we had with them was they were so incompetent and he basically brought in people to work in the government the highest positions and they were so incompetent and uh, so they just screwed up every sector every yeah. sector guys guys i don't know if you uh, i don't want to waste your time by giving you those facts but imagine the attorney general is a 27 year old guy right now he's 28 with no previous work experience no. the the uh, i don't know if that is something that is making i'm it's i'm it's those things are very interesting to me of course uh, they're they're none of them are qualified so 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 the 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 foreign minister mm-hmm. of the country they put him as a deputy foreign minister because he was too young 29 year old guy very educated never worked in his life went to a freaking 
uh, uh, PACE hearing in Strasbourg, France. Well, Europe, <laughs> it's a European hearing. After Crimea's issue with Russia, they had kicked out Russia. They said, oh, Russia had boycotted them. Mm -hmm. So they were doing another vote on bringing back Russia uh, on the, to, the, to these meetings. He voted against it. He voted against it at Armenia. Like, like, you know how pissed Russia was that Armenia, they're one of their allies, voted against having Russia back to those uh, uh, meetings. And they asked him the next day, like, what did you do? He goes, I pressed the wrong button. And this is what we're dealing with. Imagine these I guys. He said that. <laughs> well, yeah. Was it an I American Idol vote? Uh, I mean, it's, like, it's like that it's that su that that Superman or Aquaman <laughs> meme where it's two buttons. Which one you're gonna push? So, so yeah, these are these are the things they. Yeah. So why do you guys think that within 15, 20 minutes of the war, Azerbaijan was able to destroy every single radar we had, even though we had so many fake ones, and Every single, they destroyed fifty percent of our. Are you warning someone? Um, yeah, let me get Sorry, <laughs> they they destroyed fifty percent. <laughs> they destroyed fifty percent of our air defense yeah. within the first hour. Yeah. Why do you think they were able to do that? They, they had that information. And, they know. had that information. But the, wasn't Russia providing us information? Us? Yeah. Maybe they were, but what I'm saying is, well, it just depends to who. Armin Grigorian is the guy that is supposed to to do the uh, uh, to 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 get that information from Russia. Armin Grigorian is a chump. He's a chump. Oh, Armin Grigorian. <laughs> <laughs> no, Armin is actually my age, but he was a journalist, yeah. and he worked on one of those NGOs his whole life. And they gave him the security position. Um, so none of the generals from the previous administration were a part of this war. One was, but they kicked him out. They fired Be him. Because I, I saw a lot of videos on YouTube of soldiers saying, look, we've just been thrown in the middle of a jungle. Yeah. We have no general, no leader, nobody to give us guidance or direction. They've given us a weapon from 1937. Uh, and that's it. We have nothing to fight. No no route, no blueprint, nothing. But then then you, you read other stories. Again, you, you could call it gossip rumor, but how the generals belonged to the previous administrations and they were told by Roberts and the Sergio to sell the, the uh, land that, that they were born that in. listen tell your tell tell your army to back out they, this land has already been sold Nicole says that so again how do we know what's true what's false and that's why that's how that's why I compare who these people are you're t taking a word from a person that has his whole life considered Artsakh to be a liability He's never believed in the army. He never believed in the armed forces. The vice president of the parliament wanted to bring in a vote to take out the mandatory draft of the country. They always had some issues with Artsakhtis. It's his word versus the actual general. Let's say the general they're talking about is Vitali Balasanian. I don't know if you guys know him or not. Born and raised in Askeron, which is north of Stepanakert. He still lives there. He never moved out. A very, very tough guy. Uh, this guy uh, liberated uh, Ardam, uh during the war and Askeron during the first war. And during this war, when Nikol came to power, he became Nikol's biggest enemy because he kept saying, we're going to lose Artsakh. So Nikol was supposed to arrest him uh, on a Tuesday and the war occurred on Saturday. So he didn't get arrested. But he was kicked out of the military two years prior. They kicked him out. 
Vitali Balasanian didn't have an official role in that mil in the military. So that's one general, very important general that we had. Very. Second, Seiran Ohanian, born in Shushi, Shushi that we lost, lost a leg in Shushi. He has one prosthetic leg and a very, very, one of our highest ranking generals in our country. Became the defense minister of Armenia up until 2015 when he left the Sergius party saying, I don't agree with you guys anymore. And he he actually uh, paired up with Rafio Vanessian from America. Mm -hmm. uh, he was kicked out and he was prosecuted uh, for the march because he was a he had some kind of a position in the for the uh, in, during the March 1st riots. Mm -hmm. So we lost, uh, what's his name? Uh, Seran Ohanian. So Vitali Balasanian, Seran Ohanian, gone. Third, Yuri Khachaturov. Uh, Georgia born, I think he lived in Belarus. He doesn't speak Armenian. Uh, general, uh, veteran from Afghanistan, came to Armenia in the 90s. He's one of the main guys that created our military. He built our military from scratch. One of the biggest generals that we have. Yuri Khachaturov. His son is a general as well, and he was actually the general that did the Tavush defense in July when we had the war in Tavush. Oh, really? He was his son, yeah. His other son is a soldier. Uh, Yuri Khachaturov was the president of CSTO. CSTO is the NATO equivalent. He was the president of it. So Armenia was heading the CSTO in 2018. Nikol's people arrested him wow. while he was serving. They could have just pulled him back, Who's replaced him. Who's the CSTO now? It's Belarus. Belarus. Russia said, no, we're not going to give it to Armenia. We're going to give it to Belarus. So imagine if you had the CSTO, the head of, yeah. he was the head of CSTO. They arrested him. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's insane, right? So we lost Khachaturov. Yeah. He was in trial. Uh, so that's the third one, yeah. right? Levon Manatsakanian, the head of the armed forces of Artsakh, one of our best generals we had, amazing guy. Uh <laughs> Nicole's people came uh, to power and say they said our revolution is more important than the Artsakh war. And the guy got got uh, offended. He goes, what do you mean it's more important than the Artsakh war? And they said, what do you mean? What do you mean? They kicked him out. <laughs> they basically replaced him for saying that. He got into an argument and said, do not compare your revolution to the Artsakh victory that we had. And they got into an argument. And uh, eventually they kicked him out. So uh, we lost Levon Manatsakanian as well. Sounds like uh, Nicole has the emotional stability of a 14-year-old <laughs> teenage girl. Right? So these just, are these are these are realities. Going to puberty. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't want to go there, but well, you got to go and there. If you're going 14, you got to go right at the back. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Archan, this is what I like. What would what would have been the best solution at that point? Let's say the war is about to start. Azerbaijan is basically saying we want our lands back. What's the solution? Would if if Nicole were to give up the lands right away, they would say he's a Davajan, he's uh, he's a traitor. He just gave it up for free. Mm -hmm. He went to war. Mm -hmm. We lost. We were ill prepared, ill managed. Our army was garbage. It sucks to say, but uh, and we lost. And he still signed over lands. And they continues now. They still call him traitor, Davajan. backstabber, Davajan. What was the alternative? What was what was, what would be the other alternative? All right, so I'll I'll go with the Davajan portion first. A real leader, a great leader that cares for his country, that comes and does a revolution on behalf of his people, mm -hmm. should be prepared to sacrifice his life for the country. So if he thought that we were going to lose the land, and it, but he could salvage that by giving away a little land, 
but still be called Dovachan, he should have done that. So even if, if you give up land in the beginning instead of go to war? If he thought there was no other option, he was going to lose 10,000 kilometers and 5,000 soldiers. Instead of that, he could lose 2,000 kilometers and 1,000 soldiers. But he only, he didn't do that because he was afraid people were going to call him a Dovachan. That guy is a, that guy shouldn't be a leader. How, that would, guy, how would you know yeah. how much you're going to lose? You're going to war. The third day of the war, the main generals came to him and said, we're going to lose this because in the first day, within the first half an hour, they destroyed everything we had that we could, the, 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 our air defense system. Within the first hour, they did. So they, they, you have to either replace them. The Russians are not giving it to us because of him. And uh, they said, we're, we're, we're going to lose this because we lost Jebrail. When, when we lost Jebrail, it was it. But now there's, you have the planes. So, so there are areas when you lose and then you just open up. It's a 14-kilometer Czech uh, Gengosum. Yeah. It ripped like, open, 14-kilometer wide. And that's how they came in, right? And we lost. When, when, when they came to him and said, we're losing it. He said, if I would have agreed to a concession then people would call me a davajan a le real leader like him a revolutionary person should sacrifice himself for the country you know what this is what's going to happen you give up an inch of land i'm as artin as the arf or i'm going to call you a davajan so that's what i'm supposed to do but i'm i'm the balance here i'm the guy that is going to fight for every like uh, mindset wise i didn't go because of the issues mm -hmm. i took but mindset wise, we are the ones that you need balance. You need the people that say not a single inch, and then you need people that compromise, but you need both of them to be there. Were right? you were you backing him yeah. up as far as during the war saying, you know what, Hachteluing, you were waving the Armenian flag saying that you know what, we will win, Artsakh strong was any of that hundred percent. I, I when the first day of, of the war happened, again I am an activist, so I am I have a position, so we follow we have this herd mentality as well. The head of ARF came out and said, we know, like, uh, we always have been against this guy. But as of today, he's our commander in chief. Chief, He came on TV. And we're all his soldiers. It's all about Nicole. Not a, you can't write anything negative about him. Anything negative about the government. You cannot listen to any rumors. You, can, you should only follow the Department of Defense, the Minister of Defense's official statements, which was all lies. And uh, and when we even were trying to collect money, ARF told us Armenia fund. Yeah. So it was all Armenia fund. We didn't have our own. Well, that's what things. everybody. That's majority yeah. of the funds were going. Everybody yeah. was going. Armenia. But we usually have our own funds. We have with our soldiers. That's our fund with our soldiers. I don't know if you guys heard that or yeah. or wounded soldiers, uh, the wounded heroes of. There's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are. Yeah. We could have done that, but we all chose Armenia fund because ARF told us so, and I believed in that. It was all. Uh, uh, the first thing I said was when I, so on uh, November 9th, uh, do we, um, are we done? No, or, no. Uh, uh, you want to go home? No, no. I'm, I can talk. <laughs> so on November 9th, I mean, all he has to do is just push the button, and <laughs> play the music, and I'll call it a night. <laughs> no, really. So, so I had this COVID issue going on, family-wise. So I uh, and we wanted to go to uh, Artsakh. I gotta confess, guys, I've never held a gun in my life i'm not a i'm not a soldier we'll but i wanted to go and i wanted to be there the we had covid issues so on the 7th it stopped and on the what we had friends uh arf members uh, uh from glendale that that were very not fighting and we had their numbers and some of them were the ones that are fighting in the front line they don't have reception there's no phone no smartphone you can't have it but you uh, the ones that do have phones there's no reception 
but there's also people that were in Stepanakert. So I texted them. I said, hey, what's going on? Should I come over? And on uh, November 9th, uh, uh, so our time, it was midnight. Nicole came out and basically said we lost on at, at 12 p, uh, p.m., mm -hmm. literally 12 hours after. So at midnight, 11.55, I got a call from Artsakh and uh, was my friend saying, hey, don't come. I said, why? Because it's over. They, he already signed it. He's giving away seven territories. Plus, we have 12 hours of fight and then the fight is going to stop. Wherever we stop, we're going to stop. That's it. And the military has pulled out of, the, of Shushi. So it's all going to be volunteers that want to fight. Uh, so it was supposed to be volunteer forces because the military had been had had gotten order to pull out of Shushi, and even then I didn't go and say anything because I didn't. It wasn't official. So up until the last second, when Nicole came and said, "Hey, I signed this," I was in full support of uh, of, of 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 them, uh, even though we already knew things were going south by October twentieth. So was. The was Armenia's army actually involved in the war? Uh, about twenty-five percent of it. The rest were Artsakh soldiers, soldiers and so, volunteers. So Armenia has sixty-five thousand soldiers, mm -hmm. and it has six brigades. Uh, they call them corps. Uh, corps. That's mm -hmm. in Armenia. <laughs> so six of them. Each of them have about ten thousand, I believe. I believe only two. One of them is located in Artsakh. Five of them in Armenia. So one in Artsakh was used, one in Armenia in Sunik area that was used. Uh, Artsakh itself has about 17,000 uh, soldiers and only 9,000 of them were used. Uh, they, 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 were, they were supposed to do it in two uh, sessions to, uh, to basically bringing them in. Well, more, they, than, more than half were wiped out. They only did one. Uh, no, no, they did 9,000, but they never did the next 8,000. It never happened. It was so disorganized. Oh, I thought you yeah. said nine thousand were supposed to fight only. And I'm like, no, no, 5, it's all seventeen. But it ha it happens in two things, uh, periods. The first period was done. The second. So Armenia only used two of its brigades or so whatever it's called. So technically, though, this wasn't Armenia's war to begin with, right? It was Artsakh. Well, uh, for us, it's Armenia's war. No, no, no. For us, between Armenians, it's Armenia's war. But for no, look, it, honestly, it, for some Armenians, it wasn't Armenia's war. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's like saying for me, for for it just depends. Who, who are you thing, talking we, about? The, the, this reminds me of a conversation we have with Edgar and stuff. It's like his, his. In my opinion, in my it's like on a on a realistic, yeah, realistic standpoint. Mm. Whose war was this? If you're all Armenian, aren't we? That's not what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah but it's. Was it a war against Armenia or Artsakh? Officially, Artsakh. Right. That's it. Armenia never declared war against Azerbaijan. Because what would happen yeah. if proper Armenia was attacked? Proper Azerbaijan was attacked. No, no, no. If proper Armenia was attacked. Yes. It, it, okay. What's the treaty we have with Russia? Oh, oh that's Russia would get involved. Exactly. Yes. That's why Russia didn't get involved because yes. this wasn't a war of Armenia. Armenia yes. sent their troops in. Not all. 25%. Yeah. To help Artsakh. Uh, well, if Armenia doesn't send 100% of its troops or the the big portion of it, Artsakh has no chance. Which, which kind of goes back to 94, yeah. kind of telling you that the war was never over. It was never won. We never won the war. We, we probably should have done a better job in the, in the uh, 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 agreement after the war. We basically froze the... 
the war ceasefire. See, it was a ceasefire. <laughs> it was that, never. That, yeah, that, we should have. It, it was, was never. It was never a victory then. A it victory technically wasn't. Yeah, a victory should be the U. Like for us, it was more of like a political standpoint as far as oh, we want to be part of the UN, right? Yes. So let's do what the UN tells us. Whereas it should have been, you know what? Screw the UN. We won this war. This land is ours. This is Armenia. It is not Artsakh. It is Armenia. It will it will will basically fly Garmit Gabuit not in Jaguin. Yeah. And we won't have the white stripe going through it. Right. This is proper Armenia. From the get go, you From mean. From the get go. Yeah, that's a yeah. Look, there are different strategies. They they took the one that they took ended the, up the they way took it, the yeah. worst strategy. Yeah. Which kind of tells you what that there was probably a plan from the get go. Uh no, look. Listen. The <laughs> The, 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 if America were to go to war with somebody yeah. and take over land, yeah, would they basically say, "Listen, I know we fought the war, but let's, you know what? Let's not call this America. Let's call it proper." Like Turkey has attacked Cyprus and has taken over northern Cyprus in 1974, uh-huh. and up until today, it's Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus. It's not Turkey. It's a province of Turkey. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a different country. Uh, it's, but it's a province of Turkey. It's not just like it's just like Tajikistan so what is, is. What does no. Turkish Republic of Cyprus mean? It's a country. But why not just leave it as Cyprus? Cyprus. Because Cyprus is the Greeks. They're right. the, they're the Muslims. They're okay. the Turks. It's the northern part. They created their own country. They never became part of Turkey. But Turkey Republic of Cyprus. Turkish. Turkish. Because Republic. they're ethnic Turks. Right. So yeah, like Arabic Republic of, isn't of Syria. Isn't them claiming this is Turkish land? Like Armenian Republic of Artsakh, right? So it's the same thing. It's not. It's not the part of t- Turkey as a country. What is it called? Country. Turkish what? Uh, Northern Cyprus. Uh, by the way, there was a comment earlier about Saryan Ohanian. Uh, Arman said Saryan Ohanian was the one defending Shushi in this war. Okay, I'll tell you. Saryan Ohanian was. <laughs> Saryan Ohanian uh, is still uh, going to trial right now. Yeah, right now. The poor guy with his one one leg, and he was on bail, and he asked the court to allow him to go to Artsakh when this war started. When he went to Artsakh, he went to Arai um, uh, Gartunian and said, "Okay, I'm here." And they said, "You can't." And he said, "Why?" He said, "Because you're not part of the military." Uh, he said, "Then what am I going to do? I'm not going to leave." So they basically allowed Sayran Ohanian to be advisor, uh, an advisor. To Arai uh, Karutunian, uh, the president of Artsakh. Towards the end of the war, when we were suffering heavily, uh, we had, we had heavy, heavy losses, Arai Karutunian appointed Seran Ohanian to go to Shushi to do the, uh, the recruitment of veteran soldiers, which we call Ashkarazor. He was never the actual general. He was the general that was doing the recruitment for the veteran soldiers that were in their 50s, in their 40s, in their 60s that were coming to defend Shushi. Uh, he, in my opinion, is one of the be- biggest war heroes in Armenia we've had in the recent history. Mm. That's Eira. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah, but uh, Northern Republic of, uh, Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus. That's only recognized by Turkey, and it's and it's a country, right? It's only re- yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's basically known as it's like Artsakh for us, North North Cyprus. Yeah, yeah, it's not a province; it's a country recognized only by Turkey. The whole just like Artsakh in, in Artsakh, Armenia didn't even recognize Artsakh. Exactly, yeah. that hence the reason why it's it wasn't proper Armenia. It was never proper Armenia. That's why I'm saying uh-huh. Armenia during the war instead of saying. 
after the war saying, oh, you know what? Let's let's sign a treaty. Let's do this. We want to be part of the UN. No, screw it. This is proper Armenia. We won the war. Look, I'm all with you. I think that was a good option. They I think just, it was the only, the best option. Good option. Yeah. Uh, well, the only problem they had is because they had they had captured so much land. Uh, all right. The question is, when you have Artsakh and his 4,400 square, Nagorno-Karabakh, mountainous Karabakh, which is 4,400 square kilometers. Mm-hmm. But in reality now, you have 12,600 square kilometers. Which one, what, what part of it are you going to recognize? As All of it. Well, that's being very macho, but you, the whole world is going to be like, no way. Why not, bro? Because they're saying 600, to, 400 to 600,000 Azerbaijanis live there. Only 150,000 okay. Armenians. So when, war. when the yeah. Turks went to northern Cyprus yes. and named it Turkish y- yeah. Republic. Of, yes. Okay. No what? one has recognized it. Up to today, since so 1974. Only Turks just call it that? Yeah. Nobody no, it's says? a country. Yeah. It's, no one can get in there. Like it, it, They have their own country, but it's no nor- one It's basically known it. as nor- North Cyprus. North Cyprus. It's a country, yeah. it's a, but, but no one is recognizing them. Now, Turkey is back. If we were as strong as Turkey, go for it. Screw everyone. But hold on, <laughs> you're talking about you're okay. You're talking about a country, basically Armenia taking the land, calling it proper Armenia, having no. a treaty with Russia. Now this is proper Armenia. No. Azerbaijan attacks. You're pro- attacking proper Armenia. I don't think Russia would ever accept us at that time to take the whole area, uh, make it part of Armenia. No, who, because then who would accept us? Nobody. No, because back then when we again when we when we when we got that much land, even Levante Petrosian didn't. He it was, was beyond his. He was, <laughs> it was beyond his imagination. <laughs> was like, it was like it's like America taking over the like the western so part, going into California, going shit. We ran out of land. It's the beach. So funny. You know what? Let's pull back, guys. Let's go back to Colorado. <laughs> uh, 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 Marvel Gregorian is like we were in the Fizuli area back then. There was no internet, no phone, and he was saying it was we were just going one village by uh, like after another, and they were just abandoned. He goes, we got a call from uh, from Armenia saying, hey, don't pass Vizuli. Do not pass Vizuli. He goes, we are already seven villages past Vizuli. Oh, wasn't <laughs> it, didn't they stop at the Araks Gate, at the Araks River, or Arax, just before Arax the Araks? is in the river. south. Araks is the, what, 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 what uh, divides Iran from. You're talking about Kur. Yes, there we Kur. go. Yeah, no, yeah. no, way before Kur. We stopped at the, uh, right after Fizuli. What was the story about the one general, uh, I forgot which general it was, where he saw the river through his binoculars said it's right there. We yeah. Can, we can continue. We should have gone. We didn't. And they didn't. No, Levon didn't allow us. Levon was firing people back then saying, you guys are good. Levon was afraid Yeltsin was going to m- massacre us. Levon, Levon didn't allow us to happen. We had to fight against Levon to keep that land. And then Levon came back in 2018 and we lost that land. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so now going going back into the future as far as Pashinyan is concerned. Yeah. I mean, till today, he's still the prime minister of Armenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was Hike on the program? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Five weeks ago? Last year. Yeah, he was Pashinyan was supposed to resign at midnight that night. But he said he's not going to resign. Of course, and we said it as well. We said he's not going to resign. He's not going to leave. I get it. At this, at the end of the day, uh, you know, ARF, all the other eighty-three parties, (laughs) call him a Davajan. Yeah, uh, but he's a Davajan. What else would you do Uh, if you were put? Do you agree that he's a Davajan? I mean, I, I, they're all the same shit to me. Has anybody seen the agreement? No, no, no. I'm not even talking about that. 
even if it's incompetence, it's Dawajan or true. Da, I mean, Dawajan is... If you don't, a, if you don't have a driver's license and you take a car and you drive through a freaking school and okay, kill people, right. aren't you, isn't that an intentional act? You should have known better. As an attorney, we call it gross negligence. Right. So, by the way, we forgot to talk about law. Let's keep it with Armenia. As an attorney, you call it gross negligence, yeah. which is which is uh, equivalent to an intentional act because you knew right. better. A- even if he was incompetent, which he was, it's Dawah Would Shana. you consider him a politician? He was. He was in politics, but he he's is, a journalist, though. But he no, he was in the parliament for a couple of years. Yeah, but from he, 2012 to 2018, he was in the parliament. Yeah, but I mean, I would. He was the guy that was yelling he, and screaming like an old uh, lady. Of course, because he's a journalist. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what, <laughs> what, what other choice would you have? You know what? It's like kind of like you're you're in a hole right now. Other uh, other other leaders? No 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 no. As far as you, as far as the war is concerned, if you were in his place, if we'll, you were in his place yeah. now or no 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 or no, no no, the war is about to begin. All right, so this is unfair, though. Why are we talking about the f- when when in, the war in, is about to begin? In hindsight, okay, fu- yeah. okay. The the it's the position is they have more weapons than you. They yes. are there. There are more weapons. You came to power in two thousand eighteen. What would you do? What would I do yeah. at that point? You know, you're gonna lose. No. Okay, there is a recipe. The recipe. The recipe is to keep whatever these old guys did for twenty six years. Keep doing that. I, okay, right? you're 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 not living in Armenia, but did you think Armenia's army was ready for war? Uh, in 2016, we were. No, 2000. I'm talking about 2020, as in a couple months ago. Did right. you think our army was ready for war? So Armenia's he, army. He's no. saying if in 16 no. we were, why weren't we in 20? Because 2018. So this is what happened, and I said that in my sh- uh, in my show, my my Facebook live. <laughs> uh, call uh, it a show, I'm, man. I'm already getting live with art. I'm getting too cocky. <laughs> we call this a show. We still don't know how this works, man. Don't worry about it. By the way, guys, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you people, see that people, people, people are. People I want to be on the wise notes. People here. are loving you, by uh, yeah? The way. yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is all conversation yeah. we're having. I hope yeah. you're not going to get offended like I did. No, okay. I don't. No, no, no. Look, guys, honestly, if you can't get Ike on the show every week, you guys should. is amazing. I'm just saying he's hiding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, have him, we'll have him on with you yeah, next time. Yeah, oh, he's gonna. He hates the ARF. Uh, so, 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 2018, when he came to power, the problem we had that the war started is because of diplomacy with Russia that failed. If we had continued the diplomacy with Russia, so this is what the old people did. What we did well, we had some amazing, amazing politicians in the foreign policy department. Now, we had Vartan Oskanyan. Guys, this guy is a uh, Boston Armenian from Tufts University. Amazing guy. We had Edward Nalbandian, which in retrospect is doing great. We had uh, Rafi Vovanesian did a great job. He used to be the foreign minister. Rafi Vovanesian, mm-hmm. a Harvard, uh, Georgetown, UCLA guy. These are all good people. They did some amazing work in foreign policy, and we were do- doing really well with Russia. So when the 2016 war started, not only we had the weapons, we had the Eskander. You Have you guys heard about the Eskander weapon? Yeah. Do you guys know the details about it? Yeah, it's, no. uh, it's a very heavy missile. It's the best. But There's a hundred we, of them in the world. We've heard rumors that Armenia has two of the four codes and that Russia <laughs> has the, the rest. I mean, it's like... So we have there's a hundred Iskanders <laughs> in the world. Yes, yeah. ninety five of them are owned by Russia, and we have twenty five of them. Apparently. No, ninety five. Ninety five are owned by Russia, no, and we have twenty five of them. No, we have four. 
We have four. Sí, so sí. What do you mean? No, we've heard so many different numbers. No, no, numbers. so I'll tell you. I'm just, it's, 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 again, another fact. It's normal yeah. fact. It's out there. 100 are out there. 95 are owned by Russia. One of them, the 96th one, is Russian, but it's in Gyumri, in, our, in the 102nd Brigade. Yeah. And then we have four of them. So, Where are the four? In Yerevan? Or? In, in Armenia. Yeah. In, not in Artsakh. In Armenia. We never used them. Uh, China, Turkey, Iran, they all wanted to want to have it. No one can have it. We are the only ones that have it. That's, that's an amazing thing, you know. So we have, uh, we, we did have a good, decent military. We definitely had a... Uh, oh, we have 25 of them. Iskandars? Yes. No, 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 we don't. We can't have more than four. Algeria has four. <laughs> we have 25 of them. Units of what? what? This is units of it. This is basically how many... This is, this is Iskandar, basically. This is about this Iskandar. Uh... Just make sure it's the right one because it it, is, is it, it the is. squad? Yes, it's the tw- we have twenty five of them. Okay, all right. The, Sorry, I mean I don't mean no, to. No, no, no. It is what it is. Uh, my understanding was that it was four. In any event, that and you're right. I, there is a hundred of them. Hundred. Okay. So there. So we had a good military, but we had a better diplomacy. So when they attacked us in uh, in uh, uh, in 2016, we were able to bring in Russia in a matter of a couple of days and stop this. When they attacked us in 2020, Russia was gone. Iran was gone. We didn't have Iran. Georgia was practically an enemy to us. Yeah. We didn't have America. We didn't have Europe. We had no one. And we butchered the, the, the foreign policy. Why? Because that idiot that was pushing the wrong button, he was doing our foreign politics. Instead of Vartan Oskanian, we had Ruben Rubinian, the 29-year-old spoiled kid. So... We screwed up in, 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 in foreign relations, guys. And that was the key. That was the key. Why weren't we why didn't we ever use the Iskandar during this war? We don't know. We they they say the rumors are we used it on Shushi. We um, used it on Shushi? On on November ninth. As as in it was it was yeah, actually we, we hit Shushi. There's we a rumor. Hit, we hit Shushi. There's a rumor, yeah. because Okay, Hakopian. Accidentally, most, we hit ourselves. No, no. In, on, on as in, purpose. like, you know what? Bomb it. Yeah, I think oh. so. Uh, Moses Hakopian is one of the only generals from the old guard that was uh, stayed in uh, with with the army and wasn't fired by Nicol. Um, <laughs> four days after the war, he was fired. By the way, a uh, couple of days everybody after, was yeah, fired. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. no one army. Yeah. It's un- yeah. Everybody's unemployed. Yeah. So Moses Agopian came on TV right after the war. He said, yeah. "Okay, I'm here. I'm giving a press conference, and I think I'm going to get arrested. Right? They're going to handcuff me, right? On, what, because I'm going to give you guys some secrets. Because now, September 27, they attacked us. On uh, I believe on October 1st or October 3rd, one of them. Uh, we go into the war room, and Nicole's wife shows up." And I, uh, uh, we were talking about what we were going to do. And then I look at Nico's wife. I'm like, ma'am, uh, thanks for being here. But right now it's going to be get very heated. Uh, so we're going to escort you out. She goes, okay. She leaves. Four hours later, they summon him to Yerevan and they fire him. And uh, we lost Moses Hakopian there too. Uh, they call him Moso, one of the most experienced generals. Then he was saying he's the one that that spilled all the beans. He was the one that said everything about um, what went wrong, wrong in the country, and he was saying how uh, um, um, 
first of all, the war was he's saying was handled by Nico's wife. Nico's always t- was telling us like well, what, what to do to during take. the war. Yeah, and it was, so so you guys should watch that interview. It's pretty 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 interesting. I mean, it's sad, but is Moso the guy that speaks like he doesn't have teeth? Moso is the guy that looks like an old lady, if you look no, at him. That wasn't him. Like he had this because there was one speaking with a heavy accent and he was missing teeth, so he had a lisp. I I could understand maybe ten percent of what he was saying. He had a heavy, like a lot of accent. accent. No, and he was like that, yeah, like speaking. No, no, no. Yeah. If you put Moses Alkopian, you'll see that that that's the most uh the, the the craziest interview that was given up to the date after the war, that basically, uh discussed what went wrong and what they did and he is the one that is saying that Nicole stopped recruitment of the professional military after the third day and he just relied on volunteer forces hmm. can we get to some questions sure um, uh, Nara was asking if Artsakh lost and it gave away its lands why was Mehri part of it because Azerbaijan saw Mehri as Artsakh or because they saw Artsakh as Armenia uh Mary is not a part of it so when 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 Nicole went on that uh, uh negotiation table and signed that crazy crazy document the document said the following the document separated Artsakh in two in Gharaba and the surrounding areas that ag- agreement Nicole agreed to give away 100% of the surrounding areas and within Gharaba proper he agreed to stay Basically, the troops are going to stop wherever they are. And uh, Azeris already had about 40% of the Gar- of Garabakh proper. So basically, we lost 100% of Garabakh's surrounding, uh, the surrounding area, and then the, the 40% of the actual Garabakh. And then in agreement, there was an additional uh, clause that said that Armenia uh, is going to allow uh, a passage from uh, that connects Nakhichevan to Karabakh, uh, to to Azerbaijan. Basically, uh, if, if look in the camera. This so is, it's a road, basically, so, yeah. right on the bottom lip. Exactly. So th- if this is Azerbaijan, this is Armenia. It's a 32 mile uh, uh, wide uh, area, right where then, right yeah. where Iran is, basically. Yes, and then you have uh, Nakhichevan, who is technically uh, part of Azerbaijan, but it's not connected to Azerbaijan. So this agreement. Uh, in this agreement, a freaking guy uh, agreed to allow th- to give them a road, but it's not just a regular road. It's not like, hey, I'm going to. It's just. It, 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 it's probably going to be guarded by either Turks from Turkey, Turkish soldiers, or uh, Russian soldiers. It's Russian soldiers. Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm. Russian tanks are already there. Okay, so uh, that's that's it's it's disastrous. Yeah. Um, Patrick asks, uh, is it true that? Kocharian was let out of jail after putting up bail. Um, Nikol gave him back his passport and asked him to go to Russia and meet with Putin. So, no. So, what happens is... Um, so, uh, Robert was arrested in July 2018. And he was released on bail in August 2018. On December 9th, there, uh, 2018, there was the general election where uh, Nicole had a sweeping victory of 70%. Uh, 
So that was, that was on December 9th. On December 7th, two days before the election, Robert was arrested again. Mm. And that was basically a blow to the old regime saying, hey, I'm going to arrest you guys all, you know, just, just basically demoralizing. We're going to take all you out one by one. Basically. Right. So right before the election. So Robert was ele- uh, arrested again. And then he was released once be- again and then rearrested again in May and June. And uh, finally this year, early this year, he was released on bail because of coronavirus. And then when he came out, uh, when this war happened, Robert went to Artsakh. Uh, but obviously, Nikol and uh, didn't allow uh, um, the, the president of Artsakh to talk to, to Robert. So what happens is the two ex-presidents of Artsakh, Arkady Rukasian and Bako Sahakian, they went and had a meeting with Araik Artunian. And then they had a meeting with Nikol saying, listen, how about we send Robert to Moscow so he can do something for us? Nikol said, uh, uh, sure. They said uh, he needs his passport because he's on bail, so you have to give him his passport. So Nikol's like, all right, call court, tell him to release his passport. And then Nikol asked, what does he want to do? He said he wants to sit down with, with, with Putin, but he wants to officially talk on behalf of Armenia. Not as, as Robert Kocharyan. He's a representative of Armenia. That's an official visit. Nikol said, no, I am only going to talk to Putin as the representative of Armenia. If he wants to go and talk to Medvedev, good robert said no i need to talk to putin again he didn't agree finally robert said all right i'll go i'll talk to medvedev or lavrov i think it was lavrov um, but when he went to the airport he was tested positive for coronavirus and then he uh, didn't go hmm. there you go jake says regarding the iskandar that uh, uh, nico used it on Armenian soldiers in Shushi who didn't want to withdraw. This will be revealed if Nico faces justice. Well, I don't know. No, uh, I have no idea what happened. See, this is the mystery about Shushi. I have personally talked to people on the phone on the night, personally, good friends, who told me we're going to fight in Shushi. Our soldiers are still, our boys are still in there, but we need to fight. Then you have other people, including Seyran Ohanian, that says that Shushi was captured by the by the Azeris on November sixth. So we have no idea. It's just basically, it's so interesting how in the twenty first century, with everyone having a smartphone, there is no Mis- correct so in- much information. Misinformation, so yes. much. And, I mean, doesn't Russia and the U.S. they all have satellites? In that, right. Uh, we. They could obviously see what took place, and yeah, but for some reason, like we just, it was just revealed that forty-two police officers were killed in Sushi on in on October fourth. But that was just really revealed. So information from Sushi is just coming out, but uh, it's just so many contradictory contradictory things that we're hearing. So I I I don't know. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, see, there's so many different theories. Uh, Vachik says that they blew up one of the banks because there was gold in it. There's a theory that they didn't want the Zeris to get the gold, but then the theory is also that they uh, Nichols pretty much took the gold himself and they blew it up to destroy evidence. I have uh, no <laughs> idea about that. I know, th- I know that we lost about 13 mines with natural resources uh yesterday um Herang Bagration, the ex uh foreign minister uh, ex prime minister of armenia from back in the 90s 
said that we lost just monetary uh, eight billion dollars worth of uh, resources uh, in Artsakh. We're not even talking about the land; just yeah. eight billion dollars. What do you think the fate of Artsakh will be? It's probably the best question. Uh, because I'm, I'm a hopeful guy, so this is what I want to do, and I hope we're going to do this. Uh, we have to keep our fight for Artsakh alive. So we have to get at least Hadrut, Shushi, and the rest of mountainous Artsakh back. Some uh, parts of Karwaj. The highlands, basically. Yes. How? By and starting a war? Or? We could uh, look. The Azerbaijanis lost 30,000 people in the 90s. We lost 5,000. They lost 30,000. They never gave up for 30 years and they got their land back. They didn't, they never l- lost hope. If you would talk to an Azeri, he would say hi, he would say, Arzakh is, uh, is, is Azeri. You guys took our land. They kept it alive with them. We should leave, keep it alive. We should keep this alive. We should make this part of our mission. This, we should reject the politicians in Armenia that are saying that, oh, we lost, we should move on, we should face the reality, Arzakh is gone, and we sh- shouldn't care. We can get it back. And I always say, since November 9th, we do not need to negotiate with Azerbaijan. We need to negotiate with Russia. Once we negotiate with Russia, we can get everything back. Now, with everything, I'm not talking about what we had. That was an amazing thing. It's going to be, it's not realistic. But we should at least get Artsakh, the Lerim. Lerlain, Garabagyan, is basically mm-hmm. the amount of Artsakh. We should at least get that back. Yeah, I'm not gonna give up on that. Uh, it's it, it. We're gonna be be Davachans if we give up on that. We lost so many of our kids, so many soldiers in the 90s. Now, see, Artsakh is not just a piece of land. The Artsakh community. I'm a Iranahai. And there are hundreds of different communities in the world. Armenian. I think the Artsakh community is the most important community for for Armenians. I think that 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 group is the most important one. I think Artsakh itself gave us a new hope. It made us from victims to winners to victors. It made us. It gave us legends. The Artsakh culture is a different culture, which I love, and I love every Armenian to be like an Artsakhsi. Um, I ho- I wish you guys have you guys been to Artsakh? No, no. I wish you guys. I hope you guys go. There's still some. We still have two thousand kilometers so that you guys can <laughs> appreciate yeah. these these people. These are some special people. These are some good people, and um, if we give up on them, we are Davachans, and hundred years from now our grandkids are going to say how did we allow this to happen you know how we say how did we allow genocide to happen would you ever live in Armenia or Artsakh I was planning to move to Armenia six months of the year and and when I was 40 (laughs) I'm 40 now but in 2018 when the revolution happened while everyone was enthusiastic about it I I gave up on all my basically because I see this force in armenia as a, as a as a force that is only there to destroy it destroys everything it touches and they've been, they've been like that for years they started doing this in 2008 so because of um, 
a president that's there right now, prime you, minister, or a prime minister that's there right now, you wouldn't live in Armenia? No, because of the prime minister, the education minister, the health minister, the defense minister, and the entire mindset of the country. But you would live there mm. during Sergeant Robert. Absolutely, absolutely. I w- I would I w- my plan was to move to Armenia when I was forty, uh, but what they came the mindset that the 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 anti-Armenian, anti-nationalist mindset that they brought to the country, it was disgusting. You know, the hate they created towards everyone, it was disgusting. And towards who? Th- towards everyone. They're, half the country ha- hates hates the other half. Well, that's always and been like that. No, it was before the entire country used to hate Serge. Now half of them, <laughs> hate, right? Now, now half <laughs> hates the other half. And it's just basically... People that are look, the, look. The, you guys have to know these guys came to power as the neoliberals. The neoliberal mindset for Armenia is so dangerous. And y- as you can see, we lost Artsakh for God's sake. As you can see, what just happened to us? You know, the neoliberal. Do you want more water? No, I'm good. The, okay. I'm, I always have heartburn. The <laughs> neoliberal, <laughs> yeah. The neoliberal mindset of our so so Arai Garutunian is the education minister. He just resigned and became the advisor to Nikol Pashinyan. You know what he did to become an education minister? He walked from Gyumri to to Yerevan. That's what he did. He walked with him, and then he, they just gave him that position. The guy had one year experience in Yerevan City Council's office being one out of the 80 people that are sitting there. And they gave him the Minister of Education post. And you know what he said when he first came? He said, we're going to get rid of the Genots. What's the Genots? We're going to get rid of all of those. Why? It's a liability or what? Because he want, he's a neoliberal. They're, they're globalists that believe we should get rid of all the problems that we have, start trade, Start international trade and live happily forever with the with the Turks. It's the most naive mindset that they have. It's so stupid. I always say, look, liberalism I can teach you some. I went to UCLA. I know that channel. It's as liberal as it gets there. Yeah. But you guys are kids. You think if you give back Artsakh and take out Ararat from our Kenats, you're going to have Turkey and Azerbaijan as our friends. It takes two to tango. They need to agree to. Yeah, Why we've, would they? We've, we've talked about that multiple times. We had, you know, we had a guest on here who said, we want peace and everything will be fine. And if the, if the enemy across the street doesn't want peace... What are you going to do? There, you can't do shit. You're right. You can't so, do anything. You're going to lose Artsakh. And, and and you guys know that their their main focus is Armenia. You guys know that, right? I'm just saying it here yeah. right now. So guys, you know, Aliyev's family is from Nakhichevan. Yeah. And Aliyev's wife's family is Yerevansi. Uh, I thought she was Iranian. Yerevansi. They're, Aliyev's wife? Yeah. Uh, she wasn't born in Yerevan. Her ancestors come from Yerevan. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, the ancestors she come was from born in Herazdan. I know that's I saw that Nersa eating Abush. Arno had a question about uh, why do you think Nicole, did, Nicole <laughs> didn't change the uh, <laughs> constitution like he promised? He did change it. Uh, 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 he. 
What did he yeah. change? <laughs> All right. He arrested generals and <laughs> so everybody went to jail. Hired a it's bunch like that, of newbies. Uh, it's like yeah. that Venezuelan <laughs> thing, general. So if you, you you drive too fast, you go to jail. You eat pork, go to jail. You eat, you undercook fish, you go to jail. <laughs> so when Nico came to power, uh, uh, he took the executive branch and the legislative branch, and then he also wanted to take um, the judiciary. Uh, the judiciary in Armenia. Just like in the U.S., it's a lifelong position. Like the Supreme Court justices become like Ginsburg. She was like 86 and she was the... Right. The reason they do that is so that you can have freely have... Um, basically, you don't... Th when you when you make do a vote, you don't think about your conse the consequences of your acts, of, of, of how you vote or how you rule. In Armenia, it was lifelong as well. But for them, lifelong was 65 so it was whoever would be a Supreme Court justice in Armenia, it would stop at the age of 65 and he would retire. So <laughs> most of the Supreme Court justices in Armenia have been appointed by uh, Levon or by Serge. Two of them, there's seven of them, I believe, or nine of them. I don't remember, nine or seven. Two of them have been appointed by uh, Nicole and then the rest by Levon and Serge. I don't think there are any at uh, Robert's time because they just didn't retire. Yeah. Nicole comes to power. I'm like, hey, I don't like the head of the Supreme Court, but with this freaking uh, um, constitution, he's going to be 65 at, at 20:35, and that's not fair. So, so he comes on on TV and he says, "Listen, these freaking Republicans." When I say Republican, I'm talking about Hagar Petakans, the Serge's government. In 2015, they amended the constitution. Uh, they they changed the terms to 12 years. But they grandfathered whoever was already uh, a judge. So it wouldn't apply to the sitting judge. It would apply to the new judges. So it defeats the purpose. It well, kind of, it kind of defeats the purpose of amending it. Uh, yes. Right, that's what they argue. <laughs> that's what it, well, I don't, argue, I, I don't think that. Because I think, uh, I don't, so the, the problem is if you take them out and they're all appointed under one prime minister, it's really bad. So I like the, uh, uh, each prime minister or each government to have two or three to have a balance. So in this case, uh, Nicole had two, and, but his two were only for 12 years. And then he says, but this guy is going to stay till 2035 because he's grandfathered in. So if you're going to pay him his entire pension, let him retire. The guy didn't retire. Then he said, okay, uh, I'm going to arrest you. And then they, they raided his house. They raided his dad. They, they, they raided his dad's house. Nothing happened. His name is Herar Tomasian. Mm -hmm. And and then they said, all right, he, we can't get rid of him. Let's do a referendum. Let's have a constitutional change uh, to see whether people would agree that everyone should. It's a blanket rule. 12 years for everyone. With that, this guy is going to be out soon. And two of the old judges from uh, Levon's time are going to be out. Or three, three judges. When they wanted to do the referendum, coronavirus hit. So they said, we can't do a referendum. And they, did, they weren't sure whether they had enough people on their side. So what they did is they just came to the parliament. They put the law on the, uh, uh, on the table. 70% is in his party. All you need is 67%. They voted for it and they changed the law. That's how they amended the constitution. So they did amend the constitution. Just that one section. Yeah, but one little <clears throat> important thing here. Whenever you want to change the constitution... It needs to be reviewed by the Supreme Court so that it does not conflict with other laws. They said, hey, 
We're not going to give it to you to review. We want to get rid of you. How are, is this going to even make sense? So they basically bypassed giving the amendment of the Constitution to the Supreme Court to review. Who reviewed it? His cousin from... They didn't review. <laughs> they didn't review. They just passed it. He came on Facebook, which is the official looks, government looks side. Looks good. Yeah, and said... You Pass have, it along. You spelled yeah. spell Teh wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he said you have three days to... Uh, you guys have a day to leave and you guys are done and he kicked them out. Everything happens pretty quickly in Armenia. It's like a couple of days or you go to jail. Uh, how about this? Uh, you, have you guys... Taifa Buzz were awesome. The whole Taifa Buzz thing, have you guys heard that? When they say like in Armenia, like Ser, they would bring their family and they would make them all rich. Yeah. So... Isn't that true though? <laughs> Nicole was claiming that, but... Uh, Nicole did the same shit. <laughs> Nicole's brother-in-law, a C-level act, level actor, yeah, who used to work in a freaking a print shop. He became a parliamentarian. His brother-in-law, his nephew, with no work experience, became a parliamentarian. His cover became the mayor of Kirovakan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom wrote <laughs> the same shit. His cover's brother became a parliamentarian, and this guy talks about his his driver is in the parliament. Biggest dumbass too. They call him Shishporno because when he was talked, he would hold his bottle bottle, so they called him the Shishporno. So and when he would talk or when somebody would talk, he would During the him. revolution, when he would run around and talk. He, oh, he would hold Nico's bottle. bottle. Yeah. Yeah, He's in the parliament. He's in the parliament too. Mm. So Taifa Bazi talking about... The, I'm uh, not in the parliament. Seriously, the yeah. wiseness should get a seat Just there too. giving you guys these facts and the viewers so that you guys know why I have so much issues with them. So your your solution is basically to be, to change the to change the government from its current political status to... A more Dashnak on or Dashnak Dash no. to the Dashnak party, or what's your solution? No. Uh, absolutely not. No, what uh, is the solution? My solution is uh, my what I agree with is for us to have an interim government, and the leader of the interim government is which they have chosen. It should be a guy with no party, uh, which is Vazgen Manukian. He used to be the uh, prime minister of the country and the defense minister of the country during the Artsakh war. He okay. has no party and he has he has no corruption background. No one no one can get anything to like. There's nothing. You can't to, find anything. Not, on he drives a Neva. So Vazgen Manukian is a mathematician. He'll, he'll probably get an S five fifty. But he used to it's be the five he used to be the defense probably. minister and the uh, prime minister, not foreign prime minister. Uh, uh, Manukian is a PhD in mathematics but he's mm -hmm. a very good thinker he was in the Garabakh Committee when the Garabakh movement started and yeah. he was considered the smartest member uh, so I'm thinking the best way is to get an interim prime minister for six months to a year in order for him to calm things down yeah. bring back our military so that they don't just take piece by piece villages from us every day and then we can have an open election. When there is an open election, I hope the Armenian people understand next time not to give 70% of their vote to one party. Because if they want to do that, they might as well live in a kingdom. In a parliamentary a system, yes, in a parliamentary system, you need four to five, six parties in the parliament. And if you have a party that gets more than 40% in votes, you already are in the borderline 
dictatorship. Yeah. If it's more than 50%, it is a dictatorship. If it's more than 70%, it's a banana republic. So because you you need different parties to create coalitions so that they can do the checks and balances. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this subject or not. Are, are you? Or, uh, Minimalist. Somewhat. So if you have a 40%, you need 51% to form a government. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're, you get 40, I get 11, you get 20, and someone else gets 20. You come to me and say, hey, Artin, you have 11, I have 40, together we are 51. Let's do a coalition and form a government. <clears throat> All right. We get a 51. Now, automatically, you can create more than 49 because we have the 51. Correct. We create a government. Now, you can't do whatever you want because if you treat me wrong, I can pull out. Right. And then you end up with 40. There is no government. It's snap election. So you have to be careful and you have to satisfy me as well. But I can't talk... I, Big eater because you're gonna be like, hey man, you only have eleven. Yeah. I'm gonna go and get it from him. So, so that's the checks and balances. This guy gets seventy percent, right? Of uh, so, I hope in the next election, there's more. The balance. ARF doesn't get fifty percent or any other party. We want parties to get twenty, thirty percent so that they create coalition governments and they, that creates checks and balances. And I don't want any party to get big votes, including my own. What is your party on right now? As far as zero, we 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 always get from the from day one. We've gotten four percent to twelve. Why is that? Good question. Um, if you ask me, seventy percent, seventy years of uh, so, uh, so, uh, communism. Uh, Armenia's uh, Soviet Union's biggest enemy was the ARF. Do you think it's Armenia. socialism that's the issue? No, it was because ARF was a national uh, party. Mm-hmm. National. The Soviet Union was anti-nationalist. Correct. So it was not about the ethnic groups. No, but as so, far as today, do you well, think that that socialism party would? No, it, the, the problem in Armenia is that socialism or or any other economic policy is not even listened to by the like that your economic philosophy is not even interesting to. It people. doesn't work. That's they why. don't even care. It doesn't work. No, no. Even if you talk about capitalism, they don't care. People want to get rid of corruption. People want to get rid of. They have other issues. You see what no, I mean? No, no, so I, I get it. When you talk about deep political, philosophical stuff, people just don't want to hear it in Armenia. Uh, so so we, when we went to Armenia in 1991, we got 4% of the votes. 4%! Back, back in 1991, right? So it's not like we were good and then we screwed up and then everything. We never get good votes. Do like you think if Armenians the, see us as alien, uh, kind of an alien force. Do you think if the AR, ARF were to change their political status to more of a capitalistic type of government status, they would, would get more votes? I, I don't I don't even believe that that's a relevant issue as of today in Armenia. Armenia, but right now... Just picture, it, just, a, just picture it like, for example, we are the ARF. Yeah. We are no longer a socialistic form of government. Right. We are more capitalistic. We believe yeah. in free trade. We believe in you owning your own business. Little, small, if little taxes, small government. The government doesn't regulate you as much. But, well, you know what? We'll control the cable, the telephone, right. the water, the power. The problem is we never talked about those things to the people in Armenia. Cause Into the not, mic. Because that, 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 that's not... So this is what we are saying is we never even brought these things up. Most people don't know. Maybe that's where we should that's start. Socialist. The, the, uh, what we have experienced is the, 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 the political life in Armenia is different. People don't talk about their economic policies. It's weird. They're, they're, they have a completely different 
the concerns are different. It's getting rid of election uh, uh, corruption. It's Artsakh. It's having a strong military. You see what I mean? Basically, no party comes and says, hey, we believe in uh, libertarianism or we believe in free market. P- people don't care. Yeah. That's not that's not a primary issue in Armenia, unfortunately. If it was, this is what I would say. I would still be a socialist, and if only five percent of Armenia would vote for me, good. That's it. Then only five percent like socialism. That's not a bad thing. That's the whole. That's the beauty of a parliamentary system. But it, I mean, it, it it creates. See that five percent. Yeah. That it's like okay, you know what? If it doesn't work, let's just wing it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. For how many years has? Has it not been working for with us? Yes. So the, we, we there was so uh, the ARF is the the the, the party that you said seventy five years, right? So no, no. What so did you say seventy years? It was uh, it was Soviet Union. We didn't exist. They uh, were just arrested. A- how long has ARF been around? One hundred thirty years. One hundred and thirty yeah. years. In one hundred and thirty years, has the ARF achieved something in the Armenian political world? <laughs> yeah, we created Armenia in nineteen eighteen. So ARF, it was an ARF government, completely. When Armenia was created in 1918, mm-hmm. after 700 years, for the first time after 700 years, it was the ARF. And then what happened? And we, we, we joined Soviet Union in 1920. And then what happened? And then we came out of the Soviet Union in 1991 with the borders that we had created was in 1918. The, was the ARF in 1918 socialist or communist? Socialist. It was not communist? No, no. Are you no. sure? We've never been communist. It's a socialist party. Okay. So ARF is a socialist party that, uh, again, if, if uh, the, the, the purpose right now is to have a healthy parliamentary system. And if the environmentalist gets 5% and the capitalist gets 10% and ARF gets 5%, it's good. Let, let have those small, that, that's how it works. In part. If you don't want that, if you want two parties, go have a presidential system. If you want a multi party system you have a parliamentary system that's how it works and that's the this is coming from someone i have studied comparative politics and political philosophy that's how it works uh, i mean people say oh why does armenia have to have so many parties then get rid of the parliamentary system it, uh, i think they should 82 cover 82 forms of well he said there's not 82 yeah there's less than 10 there it's all like <coughs> yeah keep on saying 82 <laughs> he says there's seven i know i know but it's like at the end of the day when you when you, and then you have people like you know Hike that come on where they say um, this 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 branch of this and this. Well, you just branched off from whatever you started <laughs> yeah. with, and all of a sudden you. It's uh, the the problem with our culture is we're very stubborn people. Very. And when you do something I don't like, it's like you know what? I'll create the second version yeah. of whatever we had, <laughs> yeah. but I won't have that thing that you had that yeah. I didn't like. And he'll call it something else. Um, Doctor Vachik had a question about uh, the Treaty of Sarvis. Uh, which apparently states that it's coming to the lease is going to expire March of this year. Yeah, I look. I keep hearing that this year. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> talks about it in the past couple of months about Nakhichevan. I don't have any. Unfortunately, I don't have any knowledge in that. But I, 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 I don't think that's valid. Uh, but I, I've heard about this a couple of times now. People keep asking me. I will definitely do some research. Okay, very well. By the way, guys, there was there was a comment earlier. I forget um, who mentioned it, but they were saying, "Why are you guys bringing up rumors and gossip?" Well, let me shed some light on that because uh, who's saying this? Is it Asatur? No, <laughs> or Asatur? Asatur is watching reruns of The View. Oh, um, nice. it's I forget who it was, but 
listen unfortunately our culture's information revolves around gossip and uh, the uh, uh right yes and book. Um, yeah so in order to shed light on the truth and facts we have to bring up the rumors so the rumors can be right uh, the rumors have cost us a lot like uh, <laughs> i mean there was a revolution because of rumor <laughs> no because the comment the the context of the comment was like well why aren't the hosts asking more informative questions because the questions that we're asking is based on the rumors that are out there right. that all of you are talking about uh so that it can be debunked so and, the truth yeah, it'll shed light on yeah, the damn subject yeah, if we don't talk about the rumors we just talk about only let's say artin's opinion on well you pick the subject you talk about it we'll just meet our yeah. mics and i'm gonna go take a smoke yeah. break i don't even you, smoke you could just go watch his lives he does that the, the reason we ask those specific questions is because that's what's been kind of thread why don't, why don't we talk to debunk some more rumors there? <laughs> <laughs> i have a couple of more it's called it's called, it's called uh, networking basically <laughs> But hey, you know what? You come sit in our... Yeah, fuck it. We'll tell you how to use this <laughs> shit. Maybe you'll teach us how to use this. Since we don't know yeah, what look, we're doing. Look, half our shit is unplugged. <laughs> Let me see if there's anything else. Uh... Jeez, man. We, we did... How many hours are we on for? See, uh, Three hours. Wow, three, three hours. That. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, huh? it's awesome, guys. This is great. Let's see. Uh... Nasa. Sorry, I read a little. <laughs> It's okay. I couldn't read shit on your computer last week either. And I'm, I'm looking at you squint in your eyes as well. I, we got to get a teleprompter. J- just when I think I figured out the uh, Facebook <laughs> new interface, they changed something. Bro, I'm telling you. The other day when I logged on to this, I'm like, where are the comments? <laughs> oh, gosh, man. Uh, It, I think we we seem to have covered. covered it. It. I mean, we yeah. covered majority of it. But you could obviously you're going to go back and watch it. You could have yeah. answer certain yeah. questions. Sure, and stuff. absolutely. Yeah. The the conclusion was to to get your input on what's the solution moving forward, which you mentioned about the interim government. Yes. Right. Um, do you think Armin Sarkisian should have any involvement in that or no? Uh, honestly, uh, the issue is that uh, some people are very disappointed with Armin Sarkisian because he says Nikol needs to resign. On the other hand, he's ratifying and signing Nikol's appointments of new ministers and they're saying that he's just a pushover. I honestly, to be like, I uh, Armin Sarkisian hasn't done much in the two years for us to be even controversial. Well, he's been, he to, was, he's been living in London more than yeah. he has in <laughs> Armenia. Yeah, I think um, if Armin Sarkisian can do a better job, in doing the in leading the interim government to a election and a stable country with the normal army because we're losing <laughs> villages every day then uh, I, i'm all for it but i'm saying this group of people need to be arrested and they need to they need to leave their posts for their gross negligent act that that they and things that they committed in the past two years yeah Um, guys, we will talk about this for the next two. I think Armenians are still in shock, so we don't know what we lost. Yeah. We have, we're not realizing what just happened to us. What We lost 180 villages and towns. 180. Yeah. We are a tiny country. We lost 180 villages and towns of people that lived there for thousands of years. They never moved. They were yeah. always there. It was, it's on us, you know? It's on us. And 
I always ask this question. It's controversial, but I always ask this. I ask a two-part question. I ask this. I ask this question with my Hayastansi friends, because Barskastan is not part of the war, so we're not the subjects. So, so it's easier to. And and I'm. So this is what I ask. I said, knowing what just happened to us in Artsakh, going back to 2018. Would you still, and you had a crystal ball, and you knew about, about, about this, that, that we're going to lose Artsakh, would you still bring in Nikol? And more than half my friends say yes, because he got, he's getting rid of corruption and he's getting rid of the thieves. Then I say, how about this? Let's go back to 2018, but instead of Artsakh, what if they would have taken Abu Abovian or Yerevan from they you. They couldn't, man. No, no. I'm giving an, a, 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 an example. Would you... The, if I would tell you in 2018, listen, Nikol is going to come to power, but the portion of Armenia proper is going to be gone by the end of two, by 2020. Would you still vote for Nikol? And everyone says, hell no, I wouldn't. So the reality is, we as Armenians didn't care for Artsakh as much as we think we did. And we should change that. We think we cared for it as much but we always cared about Armenia more than Artsakh I'm not like that I think Artsakh is just as much as our, uh, of uh, Armenia than any other place in Armenia so we uh, so if you are a third party let's let's say you're, you're French or you're an American and you're analyzing this war because as an Armenian you can't do that because we're biased and we're emotional if you're an American and you're analyzing this war this country just lost 25% of his territories after losing 5,000 soldiers. Which is the biggest, one of the biggest concession agreements after World War II, worldwide. After World War II. Iran, when they fought Iraq, they fought Iraq for eight years. They lost half a million to a million people. But they fought, they didn't... They didn't back out. They didn't back out. Vietnam, they were fighting against America, not Azerbaijan. Two and a half million Vietnamese died. They fought till, till they kicked out the Americans. We lo- we stopped the war after 44 days when we're, they, when things were becoming more stable. After losing 5,000 soldiers, there are kids. I I understand they're ours. I'm just saying if I think about this from a third party <clears throat> perspective, we just didn't care for the land as much as we thought we did, or the government did it. You don't think we would have lost more kids? We, we would have definitely lost more, but we would have. We would. There was a way for us to win the territories back. No, I know, I know. But I mean, when you go back and you look at what happened to us, there are moms and dads out there that said if Nicole had stopped the war a day before or two days before, my kid would be alive. My kid would be alive. I agree, and that's why I said when I look at it as a third party, not as an Armenian, because we are emotional about it. I'm just saying when I when you look at it as an American. When you look at it as, an, as a war anal- analyst, they're all laughing at us. Then t- when you look at those war analysts, they're like, how did this country get its ass kicked so bad? Well, you said after the second or third day, they had already wiped out majority of our... The first co- day. First day. Yeah. So what makes you think if we stayed another four day, 40 days or however many days, we would turn the thing around? The concept was for us to get weapons from Russia <coughs> immediately. We get those defense weapons immediately, immediately, as in when, like a day or two, like immediately. Right. They would bring but if, if at day 44 we hadn't, yeah. wh- what was going to be different at day 60 or 90 or 100? So, so on, 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 on day 20, the ARF, together with not 17 but 13 parties, 
went to uh, Nicole and petitioned Nicole to allow them to go to Russia and ask use our connections in Russia to get weapons. Nicole didn't agree and called us treasoners. Uh, so that we were committing treason with traitors. And then um, uh, our uh, thing was basically mo- um, proposal was to get to put Nicole aside, not not as the prime to kick him out. Just say, hey, step aside. Mm-hmm. Let's get the military in. Let's have the military take over right now. Let's bring in a team of people that are very close with the Russians so that we could bring in um, um, Russian aid. Russian aid. And Vitali Balasanya went to Nicole and said, listen, if the, in the north, I'm sitting here because he lives there and he has the voluntary forces, but he's not part of the military. He said, in the north, the 4th Brigade of Azerbaijan is here, but it's all their reserves because their actual fighters are came to south, are helping the, the rest of their army to attack us from the south. If you allow me to go in from the north, that will force the, the Azeris to come back and fight me, which will allow you to get into the trains. And Nicole said, no, sit tight. That's what I'm saying. There, there were things we could have done. In 1992, in uh, uh, fall 1992, we lost about, I think, 70 or 80 percent of Artsakh. But we were able to get it back in 93. So th- these things happened. Yeah. But this was a losing war. Would you, I would consider 94 a lost war as well, since we didn't. Well, I'm a cla- glass is half full guy. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, Did you want to ask your final infamous question? If if he would, if he thinks Russia should uh, control Armenia for a few years, I said it, and uh, you and you heard me say yes. it. I think Armenia doesn't deserve to be under its own government. So this is what pissed off Hike. Uh, Hike, and I'm gonna give you. An, so were you for the revolution in, uh, in 1918, 2018? No, I I could I could care less for it. You didn't, you're not one of those that had Dukhov hat. No, or no, Dukhov, I can't. Uh, so, all right. So I, I can't use you as an example. Okay, of course you can. So, That's why, okay. hence the reason yeah. why I'm saying that Good. I've been following every single thing that this government has been doing. Yeah. And from Levon to Serge, from Robert, and even Nicole. I know. I'm like, this is all another bullshit scam. This is all another bullshit uh, prime minister that's going to be sitting down. If this was a true revolution, mm. you know what he should have done? He should have wiped out the entire parliament and said, we're starting from scratch. He did. No, nah, well, he got seventy percent of the parliament, and the rest, two other parties. One of them was an offshoot of his party. Lusavar Hayastan was part of his party, and then the other was was Gago's party. Everyone else was out. So he another did. Gago, another corrupt. He was his friend until he he yeah until but May two thousand twenty. For for me, it was more of I wasn't part of the whole Dukhov thing. I never wore a Dukhov hat. I never bought a Dukhov hat. I didn't believe in it. For me, it was more of like you proved yourself. You proved to yourself and to the entire world and to all the Armenian people that you do not deserve to run your own country. You are too corrupt. You've the ate... country itself. You're talking oh, about yeah. the country, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, leader. Yeah. No, no, the country itself. You've stolen from the people. <clears throat> Half of Lenakan is living in Domics. You leave Yerevan and it's basically it's 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 a third world country. Look I get it. Yeah, Albovian is, is nice as well. There's nice buildings and stuff, but 
My parents were in Abu Vian a couple of years ago. My dad is like, I, I walked to a couple of our old buildings that family lived in. He's like, it smells like a sewer. Sure. He's and my dad being a plumbing contractor, working on multiple, you know, very large high rises <laughs> and stuff. He would look at the sewer line systems as far as uh, coming out from the streets, like literally just pouring into the streets. I mean, it, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But yeah, let's let's make Yerevan glamorous. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's beautiful. Make our capital beautiful. Bring in the tourists. Bring in the money. But once you leave Yerevan, what happens? That's Why? That's the concern, yeah. Why? Well, I don't like, know. I don't know. I mean, my answer is this. There are about 6,000 ethnic groups in the world. We only have 190 countries. That means... Only 3% of the ethnic groups in the world have their own country. Land, yeah. 97% don't. Keeping a country is much more difficult than we think. So what you're saying, we would just become part of the 97% of the world. Because 6,000 ethnic groups, only, only 3% uh, have countries. What I'm going to talk about this with, again, glass half full. We have an opportunity because we were given the chance to have a country. And we, free, and we completely ruined it. No, we completely ruined it. <clears throat> well, not completely. We ruined it. But we should stop, what, stop our mindset that we've had in the 90s, in the 2000s now, and use the opportunity, what we have now, and, and, and work Towards having an, having a prosperous, independent country. Being part of Russia is always an option, but I would never agree to, uh, to that as, as long as I have my own country. There's no going back, I think. Guys, we had a we had forty two thousand square kilometers of beautiful land that I would go every year and I wanted to live in until three months ago. We just lost ten thousand kilometers of it do you because think, we got too you, excited about it. Do you a think it's, Do you think it's fixable as far as what the country? went through as far as yes. the war how long i i uh, i don't know how long but i think we need to get osgain parties into the i'll in the tell country. you this much it's not going to happen in our lifetime we, no no we could look we have we have very very smart people very smart absolutely uh, uh, and we have yeah, a lot of yeah, corrupt people yeah, we do we, we have do. too many i think we have i think we have more corrupt people than we have smart people and the problem the problem with that is these corruption these corrupt people have a lot of money and remember what I said in the beginning and the middle of the show? Yeah. Money is a very powerful tool. Even the smartest guy in the world can be bought out. But the answer to that is just, uh, you guys are corrupt. You are dra draining my country. So the answer is just, let's give it the country to Russia. Not give the country to Russia, but some you need a big brother. You need somebody to slap. Absolutely. You need I somebody agree. to smack them on the head and be like, in Armenian terms, every, that, every country has a big brother. Yes, but unfortunately with us... It's but he mentioned how they're the big brother, but Nicole put in a 29-year-old kid who pressed the wrong button. Yeah, and no they did a lot of other things. No foreign <laughs> diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. we lost our big brother. <laughs> so Because the whole point was, see, now, uh, th this is what I got to say, guys. The whole point before this revolution was, how many times did you hear from our guys, guys, you know, Armenia is shot, Ganerik, sorry. Armenia is Russia's bitch. How many times did they, would, would they say that? Nicole came, enough is enough. Serge was Russia's bitch. Nicole came to change this. 
You see what happened? Well, he went with more of a Western ideology. We are his prostitute now. If he were his bitch before, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah. like like I said, he we went yeah. he went with more of a Western ideology. And look what happened now. And it completely screwed everything. Now up. we're getting a like, second brigade in, yeah. in Sunik. They're bringing the second military. There's a proposal of bringing more Russian troops to Sunik yeah, area. Course. Russia practically owns Karabakh, Artsakh. The borders are being drawn between Azerbaijan and Russia. Armenia is not even interfering. In, in this border drawing. And all these people that were saying that Nikol came because Serge was doing all kinds of sexual things to Putin. Look at it now. You see well, what I mean? At the same time, I mean, this conversation can go on all yeah. night, man. <laughs> yeah. How easy did Serge just walk up and just leave? As in, uh, like, he felt like or he easy. knew. Oh, come on, man. Why was it easy? Literally, uh, how long was how long was Nikol's whole revolution thing as far as him walking from Lenakan to... 12 years. No, 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 no. Yeah, saw... every year. Let me give you years. 2013. I'm talking about, I'm talking about this, this velvet revolution, velvet revolution. But it came coming in different... So, I understand so... that. But how long did it... Serge wasn't around 12 years. Uh, uh, no, how so... easy did Serge just walk up and just... I'm sorry, 10 years. Uh, yeah. 10 years. Uh. Serge wasn't around 10 years ago. Was, so, so this is what, what happened. Let me tell you, and I'll, I'll answer it. 2013, there was the Bar Revolution. Barev, a revolution. <laughs> with, uh, people came on the street. Was done. Worked with. 2004, uh, 2012. 2013, it was the Harudram Revolution. Where the Moshotnis uh, that were from 1991, 100 drums, they were changing it to 150. People came on the street, thousands of people. And they were going to do a revolution. So that was fixed. We dealt with. Mm -hmm. 2015 was Electric Yerevan Revolution. The electric prices spiked up. This one guy that right now is working as an... I swear to God, he's an Uber driver now in LA. <laughs> he started this revolution. His name is uh, his name is Geram, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. No, Ger his name is Varenak. Varenak. Oh, he's that's... driving... I swear to God. He created a uh, almost a revolution. They closed all the streets for weeks. Thousands of people on this 2015. Yeah. 2016, Heik Marjorosi homeboys came on the street. They went and uh, attacked the police station, killed three police officers. For 17 days, there was a siege and there was a. Uh, uh, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And in 2018, this guy's like, enough is enough. I can't take okay, it anymore. Wait, you wait, know? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let, me, let me ask. Like, Let me ask you this. Like, give me one summer. Besides, be, besides, besides, Nik, besides Nicole and besides that Geram guy, the Uber driver that yeah. you're talking about. Varenak. Varenak, whatever. Yeah. Uh, God, if I ever run into that guy. Uh, <laughs> have any of those have ever had a legit leader like the way Nicole was leading the Velvet Revolution? Okay, so the 2012 uh, uh, one was Rafi Ovanesian. Uh, like a legit yeah, it was Rafi Ovanesian. And he was, and they, what happened to him? He gave up. Uh, they gave, like after they were like they did it for a couple of weeks, then they gave up. You see, two thousand. Uh, that's for, uh, and then fourteen. It was uh, Karkin Haiko, who is the mayor of Yerevan now. Uh, two thousand fifteen. It was that guy. So no. Uh, but See, it was Soros's foundation, guys. 2015. It's, it's all it's all Soros and the NGOs that are doing this. It's not people standing up. All these protest organizers. It's all created. It's all again. NGOs, See, I'm not guys. for I'm not for the whole revolution yeah. thing and all that stuff. The Dukhov, Mukhov, yeah. all that crap. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, it was 
seeing the drone videos in Yerevan, all the people out there, it was beautiful. It was, it was. It was beautiful. Don't, but at the end of the day, I he was the only one. Everybody's going to be like, Arno's a Nicole, like, Nicole fanboy. Uh, he was the only one that didn't give up. He was like, I'm not leaving. And he kept getting more and more and more people yeah. into the Harapara where people were leaving their cities and coming to Yerevan. Yeah. That yeah, was the, he was the only one that was actually yeah it worked he did it look the guy is a good demagogue he knows how to he's talk a, yeah he, I, I guess I mean he's but doing a great he job. sounds like somebody's pressing on his testicles freaking guy oh god well, Art, right. it thank, was you so awesome, thank you so guys. much, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very informative. Oh, Seriously, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of it was course. such an awesome. This was my 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 first uh, podcast. It was great. I really appreciate last. you guys. Yeah, it's not going to be your last. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about that. You're, we're going to be on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll be on Spotify, iTunes, and everything else on Wednesday. So you could listen to it there. You could watch it on YouTube tomorrow. I want to again thank you so much for the generous, generous donation from your law firm. Absolutely, uh, that means everything. And William, I'm going to get it thank to you, you tomorrow. I promise. I'll make time to drop well, you it off. You gotta buy you. him Obgush for lunch. Yeah, you have to buy me Obgush for for lunch uh, or Dizzy, that's what they call it as well. Uh, again, thanks to your law firm. We'll, we'll we'll put the information for your law firm and we'll pin it onto the YouTube, Spotify, Appreciate everything as well. You. Uh, your contact information. I want to thank you again for that. Uh, we'll have you back hopefully hopefully soon, man, because a lot of stuff is going on with Armenia. Yeah, sure. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Other than that, thank everybody you. else, thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Again, our daily memes are back on Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram. You're going to love those, by the way. Well. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week with another guest. And hopefully, hopefully all, all three of us are here. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Thank you. Sen alpa